It's six o'clock. I'm Tony Fisher. The headlines. Prisoner on the run from open prison in Buckinghamshire. Hundreds of migrants fear dead off the coast of Libya and more repairs on the Luton to Dunstable busway. BBC Three Counties Radio. A violent criminal who absconded from an open prison in Aylesbury should never have been there if he posed a danger to the public, according to unions. John Rooney, who's less than halfway through a 27-year jail sentence for kidnap and robbery, walked out of HMP Springhill on Monday. Matthew Lockwood reports. Thames Valley Police have warned the public not to approach the 47-year-old because there are substantial grounds for believing he represents a risk of harm to the public. The Prison Officers Association says anyone who is considered a risk to the public should not be in an open prison. The government says that absconds are down by 75% over the last 10 years, but each incident is taken seriously and the police are contacted urgently. Rescue operations are underway off the coast of Libya, where two boats carrying about 500 migrants capsized near the port of Zawara. So far, at least 21 people have been rescued, but hundreds of people are unaccounted for, feared dead. One unconfirmed report says there are at least 100 bodies at a hospital in Zawara. Austrian police will today try to establish the exact number of dead migrants found in an abandoned lorry near the Hungarian border. Initial estimates put the number of dead between 20 and 50. The authorities say the bodies are so badly decomposed that it's difficult to count them. Efforts are continuing to to try to find the driver of the lorry. A 12-year-old girl who was born in Luton was forced to kneel in scalding water by her foster mother after soiling herself. A family court judge has concluded her foster parents in Lancashire were responsible for emotional abuse and neglect. Judge Sarah Singleton said they showed more warmth for their animals than the girl. A burglar from Stevenage is facing six years in prison after failing a drug rehabilitation course. Daniel Miller was a participant of the Choices and Consequences programme designed to avoid prison in favour of treatment for their addictions. Ben Nye has more. 28-year-old Miller admitted to the three offences he was arrested for, as well as nine further offences which the police were either investigating or were unreported. The judge originally suspended his sentence in June to allow him to participate in Hertfordshire Police's C2 scheme. However, last Friday, Judge Carroll resentenced him to six years, saying he was not up to the rigours of the course. Part of the Luton to Dunstable busway is to be closed tonight for repairs. Buses will still be running, but they won't stop at Stanton Road or Clifton Road and will be diverted off the busway as necessary. A full service will resume after 5am on Saturday. In sport, eight-time world champion sprinter Michael Johnson says Usain Bolt is the greatest athlete of all time. The Jamaican claimed his 10th world championship gold yesterday when he beat American rival Justin Gatlin to win the 200 metres in Beijing. Tomorrow, Watford travel to Manchester City in the Premier League. MK Dons host Birmingham City in the Championship and Luton face Portsmouth in League Two. The weather for Bedsarts and Bucks, dry in the morning with some sunny spells, the odd light shower possible in the afternoon. Top temperature, 21 degrees Celsius. Get the latest news and sport online, bbc.co.uk slash three counties. That's the equivalent of that um, cameraman crashing into Usain Bolt. The race is finished, it's all over. And then you go and get ride your Segway off your legs and into your bum bum. Mamma mia. It's, it's, It's how you ride it, though. Out loud. I read that one. I read that one. Unbelievable. Well done, Tony. Good start. Six out of ten. You're welcome. Lady Madonna, children at your feet. Wonders how you manage to make ends meet. Do you find the money? When you pay the rent? Did you know the money 
happening but that's not um hang on a second this whole, this whole bloody computer seriously it's jumped all the way down to seven o'clock this evening can someone come and fix it please kelly could you come and fix it Pink computers don't because i'm genuinely peed off with this bloody studio thank you mate let's do that shall we let's do that a little bit tense should we start start the show again? Can't, got no jingle. Oh. Let's just do this, shall we? Okay. I thought we'd do it. Actually. We'd have a bit more Paul McCartney live, shall we? Why the hell not? Let's have. Uh... To so... your door. We'll never disappear. I've seen that road. I try, but still they leave me. 
That's the beauty of Paul McCartney, you see. He's, he's kind of like... I like to consider Paul McCartney as the original Robbie Williams. He's, he was uh, Britain's top entertainer. Norman Wisdom, Paul McCartney, Robbie Williams. There's the, that's the, uh, the journey through uh, the evolution of British entertainment. Was. Sorry? Was. Well, and then Robbie Williams came along. Who, who's next? Ollie Moores. Now, a violent criminal who absconded from an open prison in Aylesbury should never have been there if he posed a danger to the public, according to unions. 47-year-old John Rooney, who's less than halfway through a 27-year jail sentence for kidnap and robbery, walked uh, out of HMP Spring Hill on Monday. Thames Valley Police have warned the public not to approach Rooney because there are substantial grounds for believing he represents a risk of harm to the public. Nice fella. Uh, Tony Fisher's got more. What are the unions saying, Tony? Uh, well, Ian, uh, Glyn Travis, who's a spokesperson for the Prison Officers Association, said the union has repeatedly raised concerns with the Minister of Justice about dangerous inmates being moved to open prisons. He's uh, said anyone who's in an open prison shouldn't be considered a risk to the public. They shouldn't be there if they are. Uh, we believe prisoners who still pose a risk to the public are being sent to the open prison estate too early and therefore when they abscond, the police immediately alert the public that this person is a danger. Uh, our concern is not the number of prisoners absconding, uh, which is going down, but the type of prisoner absconding. Um, and he added that open prisons play a fundamental role in the justice system, but the prisoners must have first served significant time in closed prisons mm. and demonstrated an appropriate level of rehabilitation before being transferred to one. Uh, what have the police got to say? Well, they say that Rooney was jailed in 2003, uh, but had been moved to the open prison where... Uh, longer-term prisoners are prepared for release. Uh, he left uh, HMP Springhill in Aylesbury uh, to take a lift to Bisted around 6.30am on Monday. He was last seen on a bus travelling towards Oxford just half an hour later. Uh, police officer Detective Inspector Joe Banfield said that the Thames Valley is working closely with the prison service to try and locate him, uh, and members of the public are advised not to approach him but to call 999 immediately. Uh, anyone with information can call police uh, on 101 or Crime Stoppers. OK, what does he look like? 
He's described as white, five foot inch, five foot eight inches, slim build, brown hair, has known links to Manchester. His tattoos on his left arm, his left wrist, hand and fingers, as well as on his right hand, and letters on his right fingers and a scar on his right hand. Uh, he may also have other tattoos, particularly on his face, but these may not be immediately visible. And the government, what have they got to say? Well, they say public safety is their top priority. They've made major changes to tighten up temporary release processes. Abscons are down 75% over the last 10 years, uh, but each and every incident is taken seriously and the police are contacted urgently. Uh, they say open prisons and temporary releases are t important tools in rehabilitating offenders, but not at the expense of public safety. Uh, and just some more figures. In 2013-14, a total of 137 inmates absconded from open prisons in England and Wales. OK, so if, if you're disputing Norman Wisdom, Paul McCartney and um, Robbie Williams is Britain's top three entertainers... No, I was saying Paul McCartney... You said he was. Yeah. I just said saying, is he not still? Well, I saw <clears> him in concert, re concert recently, and um, it was hit after hit after new song after B-side after new song after new song after new song after hit after new song after hit after hit after hit. But that's what they all do. Well, no, he's got... That's what the, all the oldies do. He was in the... Throw in a bit of new... But, but, but he, keep the old, just he, to keep everyone happy. He was in the Beatles. Just play some Beatles records. He, he goes, here's one for my um, new wife. Didn't mention Heather. Mentioned Linda. Mentioned the new one. Didn't me mention Peg. Now, the thing did is... Did he play any Beatles? He, he did play some Beatles. Yes, he did play some Beatles. Then he, play, he goes, here's one for my new wife. Didn't mention, uh, you know, the one in the middle. Yeah. And I don't know why. I think she was hard done by. Mm. Uh, I can't wait for the truth to come out about that relationship. Mm. But so he plays one for his new, new wife, right? So, first of all, he says, here's a new song. Oh. About my new wife. Oh. Who? It's called My Valentine. Oh. And here's a video with Johnny Depp and Natalie Portman in it to, behind me on the screen. Oh, for crying out loud. I went out for a wee. And a smoke. I don't even smoke. I haven't smoked for 11 years, Tony. I went out for a mm. smoke. Celebrities who've lost it, eh? 03459 555 Send Daniel Sun out on that. The show starts here. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the A5 in Mark Yates. I can hear myself. Uh, there are delays on the A5 market because of an accident at Lynch Hill, so that's police are wanting to approach that with care. Some vehicles are pulled to one side. Chris called to say near the Texaco garage. In Aylesbury on the A413 Walton Street, there are delays at the A41 and also on the A40 there's roadworks between Bradenham Road and West Wickham Hill Road. In Finchley on the A40 uh, A406, sorry, not so clear road, it's starting to build up between the East End Road and the A1 at Handley's Corner. On the trains there are no major delays but the London Underground has no service on the northern line between Moorgate and Morden and between Morden and Charing Cross. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Every Saturday from... Great songs you haven't heard for years. Justin Dealey. This still sounds incredible. Jay has texted me, this one's for you. Coming up today we go back to the 70s for our golden oldie rundown. Let's get that jukebox open. Two hours of great music and great memories. Straight off vinyl, listen to the crackles. We are playing the UK charts from this day back in 1970. Martin in Woven Sands has texted me. It was first recorded by Richard Chamberlain in 63. Justin Dealey. Spread the word two hours of great songs and great memories. Every Saturday from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. When we walk down the street, 
BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes. Now, a while ago, we told you about a scheme started in Hertfordshire aimed at making prolific criminals responsible for their actions. No, I don't either. But the idea is you get busted, you confess to everything else you've done that the police don't know about, and you get a suspended sentence and a place on a rehabilitation programme. Well, a burglar from Stevenage has found out uh, what happens if you welch on the deal. Catherine, tell me about Daniel Miller. Well, Daniel qualified for what's called the Choices and Consequences programme, also known as the C2, which helps prolific non-violent criminals who have problems with addiction. So the idea is, instead of going straight to prison, as you ordinarily would, the idea is that they're given a suspended sentence on the condition that they complete a rehabilitation scheme. Gives them a chance to turn things around. One other condition is that the criminal must admit to all other offences, including any the police are either investigating or even unaware of. Now, in Daniel Miller's case, he was arrested for three original offences but admitted to a further nine when he appeared at St Albans Crown Court. That was back in June. However, he was brought back before the court last Friday where a judge, Judge Carroll, said he was not up to the rigours of the programme and he got six years in prison. Uh, Why have the police taken to using the C2 programme? Money! Well, you know, probably. This is a scheme started by Hertfordshire Police. They say it's unique to the county. As I mentioned, the scheme's used only to help people convicted of non-violent crimes who have problems with addictions, usually drugs or alcohol. And the idea is that the offenders make a commitment to change their lifestyle and kick their habits, which will in turn stop the demand to steal and fuel them. Uh, to fuel them. The offenders selected have also already served time in prison and not been rehabilitated, so they're looking for a more permanent solution to stop the constant cycle of reoffending and having to pay for their care, essentially. It's been a con- Controversial policy, though, in with high-profile cases of criminals who've admitted to hundreds of burglaries and then, of course, being allowed to avoid prison in exchange for this rehab programme. But advocates say it saves police time and money, which is important in these times of austerity. Critics, though, say it sends the wrong message and whilst rehabilitation should be used to help people, it doesn't mean that they should escape punishment for their crimes. There we go, you see, that excellent stuff indeed. Not as excellent as this, the Stone Roses, isn't it?
So it, it turns out that, um, listen, I'm supposed to be impartial about all things political, but um, if you're voting in the Labour leadership, you've got to vote Liz Kendall. You have, I mean, have you seen the wink she did on television last night? Flipping heck. And it's, I mean, I retweeted it. What a, you've seen the wink, Catherine. Yeah. I'm, what a wink, what a sexy, there's a wink, there's like a knowing wink and there's a, there's an all right mate wink. Wink all right to your mates. That'd be weird. Well, maybe you're, you're maybe you would. Ah, scenarios you'd wink all right to your mates. You're um, tied up by terrorists. ISIS have got you. You're in a room. You're tied up. You're on a swivel chair, which is weird. That's all they had, but they'll they'll move you to something um, more suitable later on. You're on a swivel chair. You're tied up. You're gagged. You can't move your head, but you can see your buddy over there. There's my buddy. I'm all right. All right. All right. <laughs> Women would do it, wouldn't we, in a bar? So, say Kelly is uh, at the bar. Oh, a lesbian wink. No, 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 not lesbian wink. So we're being chatted up by someone. Uh, Kelly sort of looks over to me, Top and as, tail. If, as if to say, Top and tail me, wink. Do you want me to come and block this? And I'd give her a wink to say, "No, you're all right." No, you're all right. I'm all right. Yeah, I like the one show. <laughs> um, but Liz Kendall's wink is going to go down in history as I think the sexiest wink. Of all time. It's slow. It's knowing. It's <laughs> mucky. It really is. I mean, uh, uh, name, I mean, there's Ryan Seacrest um, high fiving a blind man. Um, but, but her, that, here it is. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, here it is. So she's on the telephone. The camera zooms in and she looks up. Hello, sailor. Oh, yeah, now, it is a bit. It's a little bit. It's, that is muck. She, and she's, I mean, I wouldn't do the eye closest to the phone. I think that's a bit. If we are, I mean, I don't know what your what your criteria is, if you're, or, or indeed your criterion are, if you're voting in this Labour leadership campaign. Maybe it's policy. I mean, if it's policies, you probably go. You know, if it's being nice to people, you go Corbyn. Let's see what each one's got in favour for, for themselves, right? So, if it's if you're voting on um, people being nice to each other, Corbyn. If you're voting on a wax-faced, dead stare, cold, dead face, Burnham. Sexy wink, sex appeal, the sex factor, generation sex, Kendall. And if mousy, insipid, bland, can't even remember her name, then the other woman. That's, I, I think that's kind of the voting. If I've got it wrong, 03459 four double five five double five. I, I mean, there are people out there who know more about this than I We're do. Like policies and that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they have any policies apart from... The policies of three of them are to have a go at Corbyn. Yeah. We know that. I quite like Corbyn for the fact that he's just getting on with it. And all that stuff the other day about women-only carriages, everyone went on a flipping party about that. He didn't actually say it. He said he'd consider someone else's idea, but actually he'd rather make it all safe for everybody. Here's the thing. Here's why, here's why I don't like Corbyn. Why? He wears vests. I think that shows he takes care of himself. He wears... No, 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 no. He wears vests. He's an elderly gentleman. We could never have the Prime Minister... David Cameron doesn't wear vests. Tony Blair never wore vests. John Major may have worn a vest. Scarface wore a vest. So did Bruce Lee. I mean, so did Rambo. Yeah, but but the, they, it, that, did they get their vests? So did Die Hard. Did they get their vests um, three for five quid down the market? I don't think so. They would have got designer vests. Designer luxury Vests. That's what they would have Versace gone for. Versace vests. Versace vests. I've got their first album somewhere. Uh, you can agree or disagree with me, but I'm right. <laughs> oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number, and on that, and, um, can't vote for him anyway because it's uh, all done now. 
Is it? Yeah. What the flipping hell did you let me do the the this why did you let me do that then? Because you're not going to have any effect whatsoever. Oh, for, I wanted to have an effect. I want to have an effect on British politics. You know, I got told off at the other place. A complaint was upheld because I said that Ed Miliband didn't look like a prime minister. Well, can I have that complaint rescinded, please? Because I think I was proven absolutely right, you suckers. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A5 in Markgate, there are delays because there's been an accident at Lynch Hill that's by the Texaco garage. So some vehicles are pulled over to one side whilst that's sorted out. It's between a car and a van and it's causing um, some delays because of some debris on the road. In Walton Street and Aylesbury, there's some water mains works going on at the junction for the A41 Ridge Road, so expect delays there. And on the A404 in High Wycombe, there's roadworks at the junction for Wordsworth Road, so expect some queues there. On the train departure boards, there are no delays showing up at the moment, but if you're using the London Underground today, I'll go Going into Moorgate, there are severe delays on the Northern Line from Moorgate to Morden. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past six, I'm Tony Fisher. The headlines, a violent criminal who absconded from an open prison in Aylesbury should never have been there if he posed a danger to the public, according to unions. John Rooney, who's less than halfway through a 27-year jail sentence for kidnap and robbery, walked out of HMP Springhill on Monday. Rescue operations are underway off the coast of Libya, where two boats carrying about 500 migrants capsized near the port of Zawara. So far, at least 21 people have been rescued, but hundreds of people are unaccounted for fear dead. A 12-year-old girl who was born in Luton was forced to kneel in scalding water by her foster mother after soiling herself. A family court judge has concluded her foster parents in Lancashire were responsible for emotional abuse and neglect. The weather dry in the morning, odd light shower possible in the afternoon. Top temperature 21 degrees Celsius. Three Counties Sport. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford coach Kike Flores is hoping to make more signings ahead of Tuesday's transfer deadline. The Hornets are at Manchester City tomorrow in the Premier League. Watford must submit a final squad of 25 next week with a limit of 17 overseas players and Flores also needs unwanted players to leave. We have a lot of players. These players have to come. We need to, come to incorporate a couple of players. We need to take out players, other players in the in the middle, they don't know if they are going to keep or they go to, or to go out. So it's not a comfortable situation. MK Dons play Birmingham City at Stadium MK tomorrow in the Championship. Midfielder Stephen Gleeson, who made 174 appearances for the Dons between 2009 and 14, will return to Milton Keynes. The manager Carl Robinson thinks the Dons fans will give the Irishman a warm reception. Luton Town manager John Still says he won't be afraid to leave skipper Steve McNulty on the substitutes bench again for tomorrow's League Two clash with Portsmouth. McNulty was on the bench for the League Cup defeat to Stoke and may have to settle for that again tomorrow. I think that's all players. If, if they don't play and you put in a good and a team puts a good performance in, it's going to do one. I think it's going to spur them or it's going to make them sort of a bit lower. You know, every, everyone that that on every way we've tried to do it is always with what's going to be best for us. So. That's how I see it. Also in League Two tomorrow, Stevenage are at Dagenham and Wickham travel to Crawley. Those are your headlines. Next full bulletin at seven. Who was the Irishman that was getting um, was going to be warmly received? Is he going to get a warm hand on his entrance? Uh, Gleeson, I think, wasn't yeah. it? Is he going to get a warm hand on his entrance? He'll get um, yeah when he comes on. Yeah, they'll give they'll give they'll put a warm they'll give a they'll, warm hand on his entrance. They'll um, put yeah. their hands together. Yeah, and um, 
yeah. make sure that he he comes on to a warm yeah gets yeah. a warm hand on his entrance okay. yeah yeah because yeah. i'm talking about uh, his bottom yeah we know uh, you've, you've you know yeah did you know that no, I didn't know that at okay, all. Okay. No, we know, we know. Across beds, <laughs> hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, Dennis. Did you get it, Dennis? Yes, I did, yes. Don't a forget, I'm an old sailor. Uh, what? <laughs> so you've had... Um, warm uh, hand on your entrance. Uh, any uh, any uh, port in a storm. That means basically you'll sleep with anyone. Naturally, yes. Yeah. Well, you can't do anything else when you're on a ship. Yeah, you d- didn't have girls on chips in your days. Unfortunately, no. No, nope. good lad. They're a bloody nuisance, aren't they? Well, yeah, everything's got to be divided uh-huh. up, so you haven't uh- got enough room to start with. D- so uh- they have to do extra, extra toilets and everything else. Now I don't know what you're talking about, Dennis. What have you called in for? Yes, what's the difference between a vest and a t-shirt? I don't know. What is the difference between a vest and a t-shirt? Looking forward I don't to this know. one. You, you're moaning about people wearing vests. I've uh-huh. always worn t-shirts. I wouldn't well, open with that same, one. Same right. difference. Right, well, I can answer the question if you want the boring answer. It's about straps or, or sleeves, isn't it? Straps yeah. or sleeves, call me now. No, T-shirts no, have no. got sleeves. sleeves. T-shirts have got sleeves and vests haven't got sleeves. No. Yes. No, T-shirts haven't got sleeves. T-shirts well, have got... They've got little sleeves. They wouldn't be a no, T-shirt right. then, would yes. they? They would be a... a yes, yes. They've eye. got a little sleeve and vests have got no sleeves. Well, that means your arms are cold. Well, no, because you wear, a, unless you are, a, you know, Bruce Willis and you're up a drain pipe. Yeah. Which I think he was, went up a drain pipe. That was like the prequel to Die Hard when he, uh, die, uh, don't, Die Hard. So, it's, it matter. so uh, they're making a prequel, Dennis, of The Walking Dead. Can you believe that? Yes, because you see a lot of men Dunstable. There's Gemma Dennis and Dunstable. Thank you very much indeed. And, uh, that bombshell. I don't get, I don't get the uh, phenomena of prequels. I do. I, it's about money. Oh. We've had a really good idea. We can't extend it, so let's go right let's back, back to the beginning. Mm. When when did sequels start getting good? Because sequels always it was the Godfather Lord of, Two. Uh, well, that that's the only sequel as we we know is a classic phone. We won't do it. Godfather Two is the only sequel that's better than the original. That's a fact. Yeah, because Grease okay. Two was rubbish. But in the uh, uh, who was in Grease Two? It was um, Miles Maxwell Caulfield. Maxwell Caulfield. Um, but it was always the law of diminishing returns, where you would invest, you'd have a big success. You take a little bit of that money, a little bit less. So the first film cost ten million dollars mm-hmm. to make, so you make the next one for eight million dollars, and you'd still make quite a bit of money. So you then make the next one for five million dollars, and by the time you got to the fifth one, you were doing it for like you know a packet of fags and favours. Um, but now the sequels, they're all equally as good, if not better. Well, it's because they design them as franchises, don't they? They, oh. they design them as uh, a one unit from the start. One unit from the start. Hey, so iPod Roulette. Kelly Betts, get this, right? What, iPod Roulette. Funny? What are you laughing at? Not, you this, not this show. I am. It's like watching telly. I stink today. I ran out of deodorant and I had a shower last night and I actually stink. I can, I can smell man smell. There's a shower upstairs. Hey. I'm a bit busy doing the radio show. Oh. But so iPod Roulette really is growing into a huge phenomenon. <laughs> Not only did the boss, Lady Boss came up to me yesterday and said, uh, how long are you thinking of running that for? It's a bit tedious. So it's been noticed by the bigwigs. Yeah. Um, but we've got a genuine, a genuine pop star coming on the show at half past seven to be the judge. You'll never guess who it is, Kelly. Even though I know. Oh. Oh. Pretend you don't. Okay. Uh, who is it? I can't the remember the gentleman's guess. name, but I know the song. What? He's a singer then. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Hmm? Stevie. Stevie V. Stevie V. Doesn't now. come for free. He's a real lady. 
Dirty cash, I want you. Dirty cash, I need you. Oh, money talks. Yeah, money talks. Dirty cash, I want you. Dirty cash, I want you. So, money talks. Yeah, money talks. Dirty cash. No, we won't stop singing there. He's coming on to judge iPod roulette. Local and none of these chances, none of these idiots with juice cubes or attitudes. <laughs> oh, start, start of a rap there. I'll write that down for my new album. Juice cubes and attitudes. Making the news. There we go. So um, none of that. This is a genuine person who has uh, not only flirted with fame, he, he took fame back to his hotel room um, and had a, a, a couple, a, an extended weekend of passionate lovemaking with Fame before Fame uh, then flipped in the finger. <laughs> Stevie B. She's a cruel mistress. She is a cruel mistress. She's a tart, <laughs> Famey tart. <laughs> Delicious. Um, okay, so he's coming on at half past six. So Ribena Rosie, you know, watch out. There'll be no fluking it with uh, the Eagles. Uh, this is this is genuine stuff. So we need another contestant for that. You can call in. And what have you? What have you got in the papers? And then we'll play Morrissey. Chef's Blast shows blowtorch ban on creme brulee task. I mean... Um, oh, I thought that was it. This is disguised as news. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I mean, I've missed, I've moved it. Uh, right, OK, I, great. I didn't, I didn't mean to read that out. I haven't really found any news yet. I've oh, not had a chance. I've been so excited. Yeah, don't worry. Leave it to me.
Uh, yeah, morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, and your face suckers. That's uh, what I'm saying to all you, uh, you haters. Oh, you hate haters. Here's the thing about this. I've, I've, I've come up with a little line about haters because there's a lot of hate within um, the radio listening community, within the BBC local radio community directed towards us. Morning. Within the room. Yep. <laughs> uh, sorry? Hmm? I just got that. Oh, who's it going to be? What if I do this? It's like a murder. Oh, does that mean. Okay. Oh, that was a Liz Kendall. So, um, but I've come up with a little thing about haters that I think sums them up and it hmm? just helps me. Go on. Haters gonna hate, aren't they? You came up with that, did you? Haters gonna hate, oh. aren't they? I've got one. And it just sums up haters, the fact that they are gonna hate, aren't they? Mm, yeah. yeah. Hey, don't hate, congratulate. <laughs> um. Or, hey, don't hate, let's celebrate. What about all the likers, though? Likers? Likers gonna like. Well... I've got one. And they're the main ones that we care about. Bala likers. Oh, cheeky. Yeah, you see? Kelly doesn't get it. No, too young. Um, too fresh. Too, too poorly red. <laughs> well, I haven't sprayed today, so we know what's not happening for me later on. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, it's, a great, it's a real great vibe. Yeah. Uh, it's great to be amongst friends, and I'm hoping that I will be later on in the day. In the meantime... <laughs> Fingers crossed. Eight million parents are leaving kids alone in cars. Good. I mean, That'll teach them a that lesson. should be easy to spot. Well, hang, on, how, hang on a second. How old are these kids? Because if these kids are like 20, well, yeah. Don't think they are because they're looking at one in six parents aged 18 to 34. So if you're 20 and your mum's 18, I think you might be some kind of freak. Um, is this all, in, the, is this all at what, like in the uh, car boot set? Is this in the same place? Well, you'd notice that. And then, then surely there's safety numbers. Yeah. No, I don't think so. More than 8 million parents leave their kids alone in cars when they shop. The youngsters oh, have been shopping. left for around 20 minutes, a survey revealed. Uh, well, how old are these kids? Worryingly, Are I they 15? Know. No. Because 15 is fine. 15? No, but, well, 15, they wouldn't be in your car, would they? They want to go out and do other things like smoking tabs in the park and drinking cider hey, and eating mints. I wish we hadn't taken the kids out of the car yesterday. Because we did, and we, we went to Yo Sushi. Me... My wife, two kids, 60 quid. Should we, should we call Yo Sushi? Could we, Yo, yo Sucker? Go, have some of these colourful bowls and you'll still leave hungry. Next time. And skin. Next time, you go, right? Bit long to have on the thing. Mm. Yo Sucker! Sure, it is at that. Next time you go, take three packets of crisps, leave them in the car. I didn't want to go. I should have gone to bed. I ended up. 60 quid for that? You know, not, there's not a lot. I was hungry. 60 quid! Yo, sucker! Come in here, we've got some really expensive, not a lot of food for you. Oh, yeah, 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 brilliant, lovely. Mm -hmm. It's in bowls and it's on like a train. Oh, it should be on a train. It sh I've got an idea for a restaurant and it's better than Yo Sushi. It's called the Gravy Train. And it's a train on a track and uh, each compartment has a different um, uh, food source in it, food stuff. So um, you would, and each table is sat by a station. <laughs> And when the train pulls in, <laughs> here comes uh, here comes uh, the mashed potato train. Nah, send it on its way. Here comes the sausage train. That sounds rude, but that's what I say. That. That's yeah. Oh, are you happy with the gravy train name? Yes, I think it could be called plates on a train. Well, good. That's great. Sounds like snakes on a plane. Mm. No, it doesn't. And everyone could wear vests. That does. Oh, you're obsessed with the vest. I love a vest. Well, I'm going to start a shop called Obsessed with the Vests. <laughs> you've 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 tried the vest. Now try a vest. vest. <laughs> 
Investment. <laughs> Last time I wore a vest. Oh, I want an idea. I was told I looked like Sarah Connor off of the um, Terminator. That's not, very, that's not a very catchy shop title. Let's get... <laughs> I what? need your trousers, your boots, and your motorcycle. Now that's catchy. What's that like? Cash converters. <laughs> we need to give Kelly an idea. Someone give me an idea. Um, you could start. Um... <laughs> oh, okay. I've got an idea for a feature you could do on your show on the bank holiday. It's called Kelly's Heroes, oh. named after the film Kelly's Heroes. Mm-hmm. And basically, you find like I don't know, like an old man in a wheelchair that um, stopped a mugger. Kelly's Heroes. <laughs> Then you play the theme tune to The Great Escape because I don't know the theme tune to Kelly's Heroes. Um, the show's um is a well, history of Reading Elite. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A5 in Market, there's been an accident at Lynch Hill, so it's involving a car and a van. They've pulled over to one side, and it's by the Texaco garage, but it is causing some delays now. In Hitchin, on the A505, that's been closed in both directions between Bedford Road and Bitton Avenue, while Water Mains works go on. And in Bounds Green on the North Circular Road, it's starting to build up between green lanes at the Clockhouse Interchange towards Bounds Green Road at New Southgate. On the motorways, there's no reports of any problems so far. It's all moving fine on the M25, and the M1 does have the roadworks between Junction 12 for Flint and 11 for Dunstable in both directions but it's not causing delays yet this morning and on the train departure boards there are no problems but the uh, the underground if you're using the northern line there are severe delays between Moorgate and Morden and between Morden and Charing Cross mm. Samantha Brook, BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you Sammy um, Scott's come up with an idea for you Kelly Okay. I, I'm not sure if it's a shop or if it's uh, to do with men's health. Mm. I don't quite understand, but he's, he's just tweeted, Kelly's idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it means, though. Could be check your vesticles. Now, I don't know what that... No. Is that uh, men's health and warmth? I don't know. Is a vesticle like a smaller vest? Maybe it's a vest mm. that is also it's like pants as well it's, oh. it's joined oh Kelly you're dangerously close to having an idea I see Scott give us a call 03459 and explain your vesticles please unload your vesticles on us this morning uh, 647 these are your headlines I don't care anymore unions say a violent criminal who absconded from an open prison in Aylesbury should never have been there if he posed a danger to the public a family court judge says the foster parents of a girl who was born in Luton were responsible for emotional abuse and neglect by forcing her to kneel in scalding water let's get the weather beds hearts and bucks weather BBC three counties radio Hello, very good morning to you. It's going to be a lovely day today. We've got uh, some mist patches. So they won't last for very long basically they'll be burned back by the sunshine it's quite a chilly start to the day too but there'll be plenty of sunny spells around today lots of sunshine through the morning in particular the breeze is a lot lighter than it was yesterday so very pleasant indeed in the sunshine and we'll see top afternoon temperatures up to around 20 or 21 degrees celsius just um i should mention that there is the small chance of catching one or two showers i think across the three counties as we head into the later part of the afternoon but any showers um, shouldn't last for too long they should be fairly light in 
in nature, but something to bear in mind. Pop your brolly in your bag, you probably won't need it. Most places will be dry. Into this evening and overnight, uh, any showers that we do see will fade away. A dry night to follow, lows of around 12 or 13 degrees. And so we start the bank holiday weekend. Now, it's a bit of a mixed picture, I'm afraid. Um, Saturday is going to be a dry start with some sunshine around, but then cloud will build. And it might be that we start to get some uh, start to get some wet weather arrive a bit later on through the afternoon. So it could be quite a wet end of the day on Saturday. There'll probably be some rain overnight on Saturday into Sunday. And then Sunday is looking cloudy with outbreaks of rain, some of which will be heavy at times. So that's the DIY day. Monday, a big improvement, a bit of a cloudy start. Yes, possibly some showers, but we will see some sunshine by later on through the day and rather a cool northerly wind. And generally pressure building into next week. It's going to be cheering up weather-wise for the return to school. That's the forecast. Still trying to track down that little kid. And do you know what? I'm going to taser him when I find out it is. That's the monkeys, sampled by Ron DMC. Yeah, they're hip. Uh, the monkeys are playing next Friday at the Hammersmith Odeon. And then next Sunday in Birmingham. I'll be at both. One of them I'll be in disguise. I'm taking my five-year-old to the one at Hammersmith. He doesn't know yet. So, uh, very exciting. His first ever concert, front row of the monkeys. And there's a chance we can have backstage passes. So? Uh, huh? Who? Doesn't matter. Two of them. Oh. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number. So you are doing a show on Bank Holiday Monday. Yeah. Well done. We're not. Ha. We're not. It's <sighs> Reading Elite's history of what? The, re- the history of Reading. Yes. The boring town. No, the festivals. Jeez. Oh, Starts, the pop. Yeah. Reading Rock. Yeah. Started uh, in 1961. Uh, okay, which famous... Here's a question for you. That This will be in it, then. 
This fact will be in okay. it. It's a history, is it, of Reading, okay. is it? Mm. Is it? Yeah. Well, this will be in it then. Okay. Which famous pop duo in the 90s had bottles of wee-wee chucked at them? Oh, I know that. Oh, lo- loads of bands have had no, wee-wee thrown. We, okay. Oh, you're Daphne and Celeste. Is it in the show? No. Well, then it's not complete. Yeah, but that's a rubbish who's that, fact. Who's that? Um, do you think you are Starkey? Who's Starkey? Is he the historian? Yeah, rewriting history. David Starkey. Mm-hmm. You think no, you're David Starkey? I'm not included. You think you're David Starkey? Who cares about Daphne and Celeste? Raise your hands. Ooh, stick you, your, your mama, mama too, and your daddy. Yeah. I don't mention that. Well, then, your show is the worst. I mentioned that the Rolling Stones first played there for £30. Do you mention the and fact... And then a year later, that for I, a thousand. Do you mention the fact that on my way home from Reading once, not the festival, the train station, I, the only time I've hitchhiked and I nearly got sexually abused? Yes. I open with that. Oh, fair play. Oh, good. All right. Did you mention the fact I went for a job interview for a radio station in Reading once? It took me ages to get there. I'd set up at like four o'clock in the morning. And they didn't even write back and say I hadn't got it. Oh, maybe Maybe you you have have got it. (laughs) (laughs) And then they go, she's still not telling. (laughs) Why are you on her? (laughs) Kelly, it sounds absolutely marvellous. And this is one of the great things about uh, BBC Local Radio is we really give people with with almost negligible talent a a chance. (laughs) Like yourself. Exactly. Time and time again. To, I won't say shine, but just to, to sit there and throb dully. What, <laughs> what time on the... I'm teasing. It's certainly going to be a treat. What time on the on the Bank Holiday Monday can we listen to the Kelly Betts radio extravaganza? 6pm. Oh, Set busy. your alarms. Oh, don't worry, there's iPlayer and stuff. And I don't you can listen again. have another time. the internet. Oh, OK. So, that's a shame. Uh, OK, 6pm. Mm. How long is it? An hour. That's doable. It is. That is doable. Pocket-sized. Pocket-sized. Well, I really wish you the very, very best of luck. Thank you. Has Daddy got a show? Daniel's son got a show? No, of course he hasn't. That's a shame, because I would listen to him just talking for three hours. Three hours. Three hours. Yeah. But you've got an hour. Yeah. Well, that's that's brilliant. Thank you. I would listen to him just sitting there breathing. He's so dreamy. Danny, mm. do we look at the same person? Yeah. yeah. You keep giving him, you keep getting your nectarines out for him. <laughs> Mandarins. <laughs> uh, what's your name? Catherine, you're yeah. the lady there. Yeah. Oh! Oh, no, no, I'm I'm doing this one. Yeah, do it, because you've read the papers. I've not had a chance. I've been busy. Mary, Mary, baby, doo, boo. This is heartbreaking and erotic at the same time. My favourite combination. Much like my Reading and Leeds show, 6pm. Okay, Monday. guys. You've changed. TV Brain Box, Carol Vorderman. Oh, Needed. This is one for the lads. <laughs> it's a story for the lads and some of the ladies these days. <laughs> Certainly not for fitness fanatics. TV brain box. Imagine being behind her when this happened. TV brain box. Carol Vorderman needed medical attention after falling off a treadmill. While naked. I don't, I don't believe it. Why? You've obviously never run down the stairs with no bra on. <laughs> I bet he has. I have. <laughs> I bet every time she he runs down the stairs, you have to, terrible. you have to sustain those bad boys. It hurts. You can't run without on. Was this in the gym? Because this, this never happened to me at fitness first. <laughs> fitness second, yeah. Something else first. Sausage train. What? So, M- M- Ian's just emailed in. I want to hear more about Kelly on the sausage train. We can't. <laughs> no spray. The former countdown maths expert, fifty-four. That's um, 22 plus 33. Mm. Was left covered in burns. Gordon, 
after an exercise routine went wrong. Confessing the slip to 334,000 Twitter followers, yeah. she wrote, It's hilarious. Pain? I fell off a treadmill running naked, don't ask. Oh, I want to ask. Now covered in burns and dressings. Gordon and salad. <laughs> Gordon Burns salad dressings? Yeah, I got it. The mum of two tried to explain how the accident occurred, but failed to give a reason for stripping off. She tweeted, Tail of treadmill. Tripped. Fell. Belt running. Trapped to end as close to wall. What? That's the sexiest story I've ever heard in my life. I wonder if Stevie V's ever fallen off a treadmill naked. I don't believe she was naked. I think oh. she's doing that to tantalise and tease, like a tabletop pleaser. <laughs> You're just tantalising and teasing. Top teaser. Give me what I need, a MasterCard or Visa. OK, that's, well, where would you swipe the MasterCard? Well... Oh, <laughs> no! Really? Contactless. <laughs> that's the rules of those clubs, and I found out the hard way. Tough times. Well, you can give him a tip. Now. <laughs> that's how it works in there. You give him a tip. You get thrown out. <laughs> Unicorn man. In unrelated news. <laughs> human unicorn, the humicorn. Malt turns into a horn. A horn. Oh. A horn. A pensioner has been... You've seen this, Tony. pensioner has been called the unicorn woman. Seen this, Tony? Showing you a picture? You need to look at it? Uh, no. That's fairly um, that we can't, startling. We, we can't crack him. He's in newsreader mode. He's not in office uh, Tony mode. He's in newsreader mode. You can't, you can't crack me. I reckon I could I've crack you. A, I could I've probably got, prize got, you open. I'm, I'm an ostrich yep. egg this morning. Okay. Not just a little chicken. Okay. That's a, uh, I've got a hard shell this okay. morning. Hard so you're hard this morning? Shell. I am hard outer shell. Okay, he's, he won't play soft the, in the middle, though. There we go. Soft in the middle. Hold the down. No, no, no. Let's get this. No, hang on a second, and then we go to that. Beautiful. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There was an accident earlier on the A5 in Markgate at the junction for Lynch Hill, and, and that's near the Texaco garage, but it's been pulled over to one side, looking at the speed sensors, it doesn't be causing any delays. In St Albans on the North Orbital Road, there's a lane closed there for the roadworks going on between the Park Street roundabout and the London Coney roundabout, and that is likely to cause some delays later. But again, it's not looking busy at the moment. On the M25, though, anti-clockwise, it's starting to build up at junction 19 for Watford. And on the trains, there are no reported delays, but if you're using the London Underground, there are... The, oh no, the days have now cleared on the Northern Line. Oh. Samantha Brough, Make BBC your mind up. Counties Radio. Is the Northern <laughs> Line congested or decongested? It's decongested now. Well, fantastic. There's a hole on the M1. The police are looking into it. Yeah, well, that's been, they've taken on quite a while. Yeah, it's a big hole. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Seven o'clock, I'm Tony Fisher. The headlines, prisoner on the run from open prison in Buckinghamshire. Hundreds of migrants feared dead off the coast of Libya and court hears how Luton-born girl was forced by foster parents to kneel in scalding water. BBC's Three Counties Radio. A violent criminal who absconded from an open prison in Aylesbury should never have been there if he posed a danger to the public, according to unions. 
John Rooney, who's less than halfway through a 27-year jail sentence for kidnap and robbery, walked out of HMP Springhill on Monday. Matthew Lockwood reports. Thames Valley Police have warned the public not to approach the 47-year-old because there are substantial grounds for believing he represents a risk of harm to the public. The Prison Officers Association says anyone who is considered a risk to the public should not be in an open prison. The government says that absconds are down by 75% over the last 10 years, but each incident is taken seriously and the police are contacted urgently. Rescue operations are underway off the coast of Libya where two boats carrying about 500 migrants capsized near the port of Zawara. So far, at least 21 people have been rescued, but hundreds of people are unaccounted for, feared dead. One unconfirmed report says there are at least 100 bodies at a hospital in Zawara. Austrian police will today try to establish how, how many migrants died in a lorry found abandoned near the Hungarian border. It's thought there were between 20 and 50, peop- 50 people in the vehicle, which had been left in a lay-by on Wednesday. A 12-year-old girl who was born in Luton was forced to kneel in scalding water by her foster mother after soiling herself. A family court judge has concluded her foster parents in Lancashire were responsible for emotional abuse and neglect. More from Carol Abercrombie. The court heard that the girl's mother was a black Zimbabwean asylum seeker who'd placed her daughter with the couple, who were white and British, under an informal fostering arrangement. Judge Sarah Singleton said the girl had also been bitten by their Rottweiler dogs. She said they showed more warmth for their animals than the girl. A burglar from Stevenage is facing six years in prison after failing to complete a drug rehabilitation course. Daniel Miller was a participant of the Choices and Consequences programme designed to avoid prison in favour of treatment for their addictions. 28-year-old Miller admitted to the three offences he was arrested for, as well as nine further offences which the police were either investigating or went unreported. In sport, eight-time world champion sprinter Michael Johnson says Usain Bolt is the greatest athlete of all time. The Jamaican claimed his 10th world championship gold yesterday when he beat American rival Justin Gatlin to win the 200 metres in Beijing. Tomorrow, Watford travel to Manchester City in the Premier League. MK Dons host Birmingham City in the Championship and Luton face Portsmouth in League Two. The weather for beds, hearts and bucks are dry in the morning. The odd light shower possible during the afternoon. Top temperature 21 degrees Celsius. Get the latest news and sport online, bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. 03459 555 is the telephone number. For some reason, we're talking about vests. Um, what do we send Daniel San out on? Okay. And other, other bits and pieces. You know the rules. You can call in about anything you want. I don't really care, you know, I throw this nonsense out. If you want to take part and say something else, you're more than welcome to. 81333, start your text 3CR, or the best way, of course, 03459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 
A violent criminal who absconded from open prison in Aylesbury should never have been there if he posed the danger to the public. That's according to unions. 47-year-old John Rooney, who's less than halfway through a 27-year jail sentence for kidnap and robbery, walked out of HMP Spring Hill on Monday. Thames Valley Police have warned the public not to approach Rooney because there are substantial grounds for believing he represents a risk of harm to the public. Uh, well, Noel Smith is an editor at Inside Time, the paper for prisoners, and also author of The Prison Alphabet. Uh, morning, Noel. Good morning. You served time with, jo- with John. Are you surprised by what he's done? Um, yes, I am, really, uh, in a certain way. And then again, I'm not. He, you know, he's a very troubled man. And um, he spent a lot of time in prison, and he's very impulsive. So it doesn't really surprise me, no. In what way? Troubled? Um, he's just... I can't really say. It's, it's confidential. I was in therapy with him for a long time, so, you know, right. he's, he's, he's right. had mental problems. If he's got mental problems and he's troubled, uh, he shouldn't have been in an open prison, should he? Well, unfortunately, what happens is if you're serving a long sentence, um, in order to be released, you have to go through resettlement. And uh, a lot of people make it through resettlement. Some people can't handle it. Some people who've been banged up for a long time in closed conditions uh, get very paranoid and nervous when they get to open conditions and just find running away the easiest option. So the assessment process isn't working properly then, is it? Well, it does work. I mean, because... uh, Well, it hasn't in this case, is it? Well, you know, you're never going to have a perfect system. And, and it's, I think it's a 1% fail in the system for yeah. long-term lifers, and he's one of them. But when that when that 1% involves someone who's violent and dangerous, uh, it's not really worth taking a punt, is it? Um, well, you have to. Otherwise, people can't progress. It's as simple as that. What are you going to do? Release a dangerous man at the end of his sentence without any resettlement? You have to take the chance on people. It's as simple as that. Well, but, but why should we put people's lives at risk for this, uh, th- for this dodgepot? I don't think he's killed anybody, so I don't think people's lives are at risk. He's been he, he kidnapped, though, didn't he? That, that's quite dangerous. It was quite a long time ago, and he's been in prison quite a long time. So, you know, the fact that he's dangerous... Still, trou- is, still, tr- still troubled. Well, he hasn't caused any trouble in prison, and the, and the he's reason escaped. he's dangerous is because of his original crime. He's escaped. That's That's causing trouble. Uh, well, yeah, I suppose that is, yeah. But as I say, he's, less than 1% of people abscond from open prisons. Yeah, but again, I go back to the point that if those people have got uh, are in prison for something dangerous, um, surely we need to tighten the screening uh, process that's in place. I don't think it could be tightened anymore. I've been through it, and really it is a very rigorous risk assessment. But unfortunately, you will get people who can pull the wool over people's eyes or people who, when they actually, who are perfectly fine when they're going to open prison, but when they reach there, have problems. Yeah. You know, you're never going to stop that. People who've been locked up for a long time and are suddenly find themselves in an open condition can be very troubled and, and find that escape is their only answer. It, explain to me why they might be troubled, uh, uh, No. Well, if you consider... I mean, a lot of people think that, that prison is an easy option. Prison isn't. If you spend say, 10 or 15 years banged up behind the door in a closed prison, uh, mentally, you, you're, you're institutionalised. So immediately you take away the closed prison and you put them in an open prison, some people can react badly to that. And, and their only answer is to escape. They're impulsive people. Mm. What would hap- What do you think would happen when he gets caught? Do they, do, do, would, would someone then go back to a secure prison again? They wouldn't get put back in an open prison, would they? No, he'll go back to a secure prison and he'll stay there probably until his release date. So, it, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to take take this all in. So he'll stay there. 
until his release date. So he will then go from being in a closed prison to being back in society. That, yeah. Is that not more dangerous? Uh, that is fairly dangerous as well. But what they'll have to do then, if he serves all his sentence and doesn't go to an open prison again, is he'll have to be expensively managed at the other end by various agencies in order to monitor him to make sure he doesn't cause any trouble. And what happens at an open prison to kind of um, uh, help you make the transition from closed... Because it's there, it's there to kind of break up the closed prison to being released. What, what uh, Do you have courses? Do you have training? What happens? You have a risk assessment first before they do anything. So even though you've been granted an open prison as a long-term, you'll still have a, a period of lie-down, which may be three to six months where they're assessed, and then they'll be released gradually under staff escort at first and then be allowed to spend a certain amount of time out of the prison on their own in order to get a job or to get uh, a home for themselves or somewhere to live. Mm. So it's, it's a gradual process of releasing you back into society. Mm. All right, Noel, always interesting talking to you. Thanks very much for your time. No problem. Cheers. Thank you, Noel. Noel Smith, editor at Inside Time, the paper for prisoners. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Isn't it? Uh, so then there's another story in the side. It's all very sexy news. Some very unflattering pictures of Rita Ora today. I mean, I like Rita Ora, um, but she just looks like, um, well... I don't even want to say a prostitute because it's that's doing a disservice to uh, some of the excellent ladies out there who are entertaining um, lonely businessmen around the world. And uh, Rita Ora looks flipping awful in those pictures, doesn't it? Um, but there's this this woman. I hate girl thrown out of, uh, out of coffee shop over a skimpy sports top. Mm. Well, it's not a skimpy sport; it's a sports bra. Why did she not put a shirt on? She should have put a shirt on. A personal trainer, already I'm not keen, was booted out of a Costa Coffee for wearing a sports bra. Davina Ward, 35, the stomach of a 62-year-old man, was fit, fit, was served without problem, but when she was asked by a barista to cover up, she uh, said no. Oh, well... Davina, who just popped in from the gym with a male pal, said she did not have other clothes and was asked to leave. She said, I've never been so angry... Why would they let me sit and then embarrass me by telling me to leave? So she bought the coffee, and then when she sat down, the woman said, sorry, could you get out? Well, could you a, put a top on first? She's in a she sports said. bra. Is it like a proper crop top thing? Is that? Oh, well, I mean, that's virtually a bikini. No, that's not, that's not appropriate. And she's doing, like, a selfie there. It's, no, it's not appropriate. I spent all my life in my gym kit. I bet that stinks. <laughs> I feel like I've been thrown out on the basis of being fit and healthy. Well, no, you've been no. thrown out on the basis of being um, not properly dressed. So she's turning this into they hate me because I'm beautiful. No, I don't think it's that. Davina is certainly not that. Davina of Kens... I hate the name Davina. Why? Because we used... Although saying that, I like Davina McCall. But there was a... OK, there was a girl at school who was called Davina and her last name... I won't say her last name, but it rhymed with Piles. So we call her Davina Piles. Oh, dear. I think that's why. Davina of Kensington, West London, was given a refund and she went to Starbucks. It's thought other customers may have complained about her top and leggings. The female worker who spoke to Davina uh, at Costa in Sutton, southwest London, said, I wouldn't allow anyone to sit in without a top. It's health and safety and common sense. 
It, it, it is common sense. Don't go into shops with not many clothes on. I don't like it in the summer. Sometimes you see blokes walking around with no tops on in the street. It's not right in town. You're not on the beach. A company <laughs> spokesman said, we are investigating and have apologised. Why? What have you apologised for? There's nothing to apologise for. That was a waste of an apology. You should have saved that for something important. Like your weak coffee. We will be looking to reassess our training policy. She's not done anything, do anything wrong. wrong. This woman should be given Im- uh, ba- barista of the month if they have that. I don't know if they have that there, but they, she should be given something like that. She's done an excellent job. She should become a QC. She should become a barrister. Oh, I see. That's what I was doing. But you should have just said barrister. Well, I thought you were being posh saying barista. Well, it's pronounced barista, but the legal one's pronounced barrister. Oh, yeah. I'm bored of this show. <laughs> I'm so bored of this show. Uh, we'll do Danny after quarter past so we can give him a fair crack of the whip. Six. Uh, oh, here we go. They've done. Here we go. They've done some jokes about it. Excellent. Hit me with them. Six things Costa could sell. And I don't get these. Okay, go on. Breakfast TT. What do they mean? I think they mean. Yeah. <laughs> this is rude. I, flat white. I mean, that's wow. That's out- outrageous. Sin, amun, latte, sin as in sins of the flesh. They've really worked hard at this, I mean... They spent a lot of time looking at those pictures. Hot chocolate. Wow. Muffin tops. Oh, she won't like that. She won't like that. And a, a macchiato, that's good. I like the macchiato. <laughs> Flat white is, that's, that's rude, because she's not. Mm. I've got one that's really rude. Well, they're probably best we don't yeah. go there. No. Yeah. Wow, Kelly, this is the um, coming of the apocalypse. We've had two signs of the coming of the apocalypse today. Tony Fisher in to do the news and uh, Kelly Betts self-censoring. I mean, this it, really is... Uh... It was Tony's resistance of an innuendo that really frightened me. I know. it's all... normally he'll take it and run with it. I, <laughs> if you give it to Tony, he will grab it with both hands and he will just, he will just play with it non-stop. You wait, after the show, he's, he's just going to spurt forth... Mm-hmm. It's just going mean, to come out all over the place, this innuendo, norm- this filth. Normally you ask him for a double entendre and he'll give you one. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A5, there's some debris on the road at Lynch Hill by the Texaco garage. So some vehicles are pulled over to one side because of an accident that happened there earlier. But things are moving all okay. They're looking at the speed sensors. On the North Circular Road, there are delays between Hendon and Henley's Corner in Finchley. And the M25 anti-clockwise is slow at Junction 19 for Watford. And it's also busy around Junction 16 for the M40. Looking at the train departure boards, there are no delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 7.15. It's Friday the 28th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Unions say a violent criminal who absconded from an open prison in Aylesbury should never have been there if he posed the danger to the public. And a family court judge says the foster parents of a girl who was born in Luton were responsible for emotional abuse and neglect by forcing her to kneel in scalding water. What celebrities have lost it? Oh, this blooming thing. Let's have um, that. 
It's all about the food. We're in the kitchen, the actual kitchen here at BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer's Weekend Kitchen. I have a confession to make. Go on. Uh. I don't like blue cheese. Ooh. Oh. But oh. I love this. Local chef showcasing simple, straightforward dishes you can try at home. Gooseberry crumble, Thai noodle salad and easy lemon tiramisu. All of those recipes, as always, available on our recipe sheet. Good home cooking That's that everyone it. can do, but it's so tasty. The reason that I put coconut water in there was was just actually to slacken off the sauce a little bit as I was cooking it. It's milder and it's creamier and it's sweeter. You're definitely right, it's sweeter. Um, and it doesn't taste of feet. Nick Coffer's Weekend Kitchen, every Sunday morning from 11 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, a prolific burglar. She doesn't like blue cheese. What kind of lunatic doesn't like blue cheese? Only children don't like blue cheese, for crying out loud. A prolific burglar from Stevenage is facing six years in jail after failing a rehabilitation programme designed to keep him from going to prison. The Choices and Consequences scheme offers offenders the chance to suspend their sentence in exchange for owning up to all of their crimes and taking part in rehabilitation. Uh, Peter Nayrud is the uh, former Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police and now resident scholar at the Jerry Lee Centre for Experimental Criminology at Cambridge University. Blimey, Peter, that's a long title. What does it mean exactly? It means uh, actually testing whether things work in ah. schemes like this one. Fantastic. So what is this scheme? What is, what is it? How, how does it work? Uh, this, this one is, is I mean, it's one of a number of quite similar schemes, not just here but around the rest of the world, in which a judge is responsible for the, for the ultimate decision but is, but is presented with offenders who uh, the, the probation and police service feel there is a likelihood uh, that it's worthwhile uh, putting them into a into what into a deferred sentence, so that so that basically the judge holds the sentence over them, uh, whilst the offender tries to tries to sort their life out with support. And in this case, I think it was it was uh, drugs uh, treatment support. Uh, and the condition being, if you fail, you're going to get sentenced for the for the for the whole lot, including the failure. Uh, and then, and that's obviously what's happened here with a, with a six year sentence. So, th- is, how does it work? You, you get caught for something. You get offered this 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 option. What do you have to do to 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 gain this option? Um, I mean, I, I I don't know the ins and outs of the precise conditions. Right. But the, but the model the model works like this. Uh, not just not just in uh, Hertfordshire, but elsewhere. That you agree a contract with very clear conditions. Uh, and I've just finished a three-year uh, program in Birmingham with lower-level offenders, in which we, we we got them to sign a contract. They had a four, they had a four-month period during which they had to comply with the contract, don't reoffend, and the and the deal for that was that they didn't get prosecuted, uh, and that's that's actually produced a very significant uh, uh, reduction over a third in in violent uh, and violent offending, which which is definitely worth uh, pursuing. Uh, I, I suppose some people might argue, but that, well, if, if, if a third, you know, was successful, that means that two thirds weren't successful. Is it worth having, the, you know, violent criminals out on the street, you know, just to try something like this? Well, is that the, the, the comparison point was between a police, between the police prosecuting people or the police putting them through the, in, a, right. in the case of the trial I ran, turning point, which was yeah. a contract process. So, so if you're if you're getting a third more people. 
uh, committing committing violent offences by going into the into court prosecution, and I don't think the choice is terribly difficult. How does this uh, impact? And, sorry, Peter. How, how does this impact on the victim of the crime? If you, if you're you know the victim of a violent crime, uh, yep. and you, you the, the, yeah the fellow's got caught, and uh, uh, you think that you know they're going to get a sentence or something, and actually you see them walking out on the street two weeks later, I would imagine right. the victims might feel slighted. Interesting, because we also did a. Uh, a randomised trial of the of the impact on victims, uh, and the the key thing that came out of that is what victims want the police and other agencies in this uh, in this territory to do is to make a credible effort to stop the offender reoffending. If they think you've made a credible effort and you've communicated that clearly, then something like Turning Point or the CT C two program in in Hertfordshire will actually win over a over a court prosecution or a prison sentence. Yeah. But you have to be making credible attempts, and you have to, and you have to be clear and honest uh, with the victim. In our case, it, the the uh, turning point program was 45% more favoured uh, by by victims than a than a court prosecution. Uh, Peter, stay there. I want to bring another Peter, Peter Cuthbertson, into the uh, conversation. Uh, you're the director of the Centre for Crime Prevention. Are you convinced by these types of schemes, uh, Peter Cuthbertson? Good morning. Um, I'm very sceptical, is the short answer. I think that um, I, I agree with the first of your question. The point, the point is that if it succeeds in some cases, that means that in lots of other cases it is failing. And um, I'd be interested, to, I, I gather it, it's sort of fall in violent crime of one third, which, as you said, means two thirds were committing violent crimes. What about uh, non-violent crimes, I'd ask as well? Um, I think in the end, if someone is a prolific offender, they should be in prison. Um, the the public needs protection, and that is the that is the answer we know makes a difference. And um, well, it, it doesn't make a difference, though, does it? Peter. Does, does it make a difference, Mr. Cuthbert? So I'm going to call you by your surname. Let's do that to keep it easy and formal. Does it <laughs> make, does it make a difference though? Because um, people go to prison and they come out and they still commit crimes. There's a really high reoffending rate, isn't there? There is a very high reoffending rate. And and, really? and just, just in terms of Mr. Cuthbertson's statistics, it, it, that's not how the statistics uh, work out in the Turning Point programme. You're comparing two samples of people that have been divided only by random assignment, and it's it's the amount of crime less in the group that have gone that have gone through Turning Point that you that you're getting. Uh, so you are getting a far better value for money from uh, taking people through the Turning Point programme than taking through the court. And by the way, that is a big issue. The government is proposing somewhere between a 25 and a 40% cut in the budgets in criminal justice. So we have to make choices. And prison is expensive. If, if we can get the, get the same results or better results by taking people through alternatives, we have, we have got to be more imaginative. Let me, uh, Mr Cuthbertson? Yeah, sure. I mean, the, the answer is we can't get the same results. I'm also very small-scale experiments with something that will offer the same results. The reality is, though, that people... For the duration that they're in prison, the public is protected. If, that, if we're seeing people coming out again and again, it's not prison that's failing, it's releasing these prisoners before, while they're still a risk to the public. Um, prison is expensive, crime is even more expensive, and yes, we spend a few billion a year on crime. The cost of crime, and particularly of reoffending, is tens and tens of billions. It's money well spent on protecting the public. But but it doesn't protect the public because I'm slightly confused by your point. It's it's not the prisons that are failing if they come out and reoffend. It's letting them out of the prisons. Well, it's simply the point that if someone is released um, and they've only served a year, when actually they're still a great threat to the public, that tells me the sentence was too short. But it's not yeah, about but... sentences. It's surely it's about rehabilitation. 
I think rehabilitation is a lovely idea, and when we one day get a programme that actually works, I'll, I'll be all for it. In the meantime, we can't substitute prison, which actually works at protecting the public with wishful thinking. But pri- pri- prison, prison isn't, I always thought prison wasn't meant to be a punishment. It was, it was partly punishment, but it was partly um, uh, re-educating people how to coexist in a peaceful society. You're saying that's not the case? I think that it, it, we can get into theoretical arguments about the purpose of, of prisons. My, my top priority is, is neither of those things. My priority is what actually stops people committing crimes. And we know, just uh, logically, if someone's in prison for a few years, they can't, for that duration, attack anyone. They can't rob anyone who isn't in prison with them. That is a huge benefit. That's the reason, as we've seen the prison population double over the last 20 years, we've seen the crime rate more than half. That's the biggest factor we've, we've seen after decades of rising crime. We've seen a turnaround as we've been willing to put more serious repeat offenders in prison. Mr. And I don't think you can substitute that with programmes like this. Mr Nehru, Mr. we should put more people in prison for longer because it keeps them off the streets. I think Mr Cusperson needs to go out and read the research. There are a, there are a considerable number of programmes that, uh, that show very significant effects on reducing offending. In fact, thousands of programmes that do that. Uh, and the one that doesn't, particularly for, for, uh, for, offenders, for offenders early on in their career uh, and offenders who, in fact, some of the repeat offenders Mr Cusperson's so obsessed with, actually makes things worse, not better. Uh, you might get a short break whilst they're in prison, but their offending rate actually accelerates after, after release for a whole variety of factors. Prison is not good value. It's an expensive way of making particularly lower harm offenders much worse. Mr Cuthbertson? It's, I, I don't accept those figures. Anyone who serves more than two years has a lower reoffending rate. So you're not just protecting the public while they're in prison. You actually see a lower reoffending rate too, and that's for more serious offenders because they're the ones who go to prison. Gentlemen, listen, uh, first of all, I, I enjoyed calling you by your last names. I think maybe we should reintroduce that to the BBC. It makes it sound a lot more formal. Uh, I, I appreciate your, your, your input and your knowledge. The last voice was Peter Cuthbertson, Director of the Centre for Crime Prevention. And before that, Peter Nehru, former Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police and now resident scholar at the Jerry Lee Centre for Experimental Criminology. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call on that. I enjoyed that. Two completely different views there. That was nice, wasn't it? And, and very politely, very politely done as well. I love the idea of the Jerry Lee Centre. <laughs> well, he, he married his 13-year-old cousin. Exactly. Lost uh, a study there. <laughs> oh. uh, 03459 455 555. Oh, ah, we, now. So, uh, uh, iPod roulette coming up after half past. We need two contestants. One of them is Ribena Rosie. She's, she's just on a roll. We can't knock her off her perch. How many other contestants do we have, Kelly Betts? Zilch. Well, that's great. We only need one more then. Yeah, so we're exactly. only one off. We're yeah. halfway there. We're halfway there. If you, and we need someone because we've got, we've got um, uh, legend Stevie V. Dirty Cash himself is coming on the show to act as the celebrity judge. Um, so we need one person. Um, please, if, if, all you need is an MP3 player, an iPod, uh, anything, a computer that can play songs at shuffle. Please have it charged up. Yeah. Because we've had a little <laughs> bit. Funny. I mean, you remember the other day, Matt shuffling away. It, never it, landed, did it? No, Matt was shuffling away on the radio and I said, have you got a song? He said, I can't get it up. Can't stop it. He couldn't get it up on the air and mm. it was just, it was an embarrassment to all of us. Yeah. So, what we need, one person, I mean, Grumpy Jamie, didn't he want to play the other day and he couldn't or something? He wanted to play today, didn't he? We'll get, get, where's Grumps? Where's Grumpy Jamie? Uh, get Grumpy Jamie on. All right. I'm not saying we're desperate, but we need someone. Come on, who's, who wants to play? Okay. <laughs> 
Do you want to play a game? Four, five, oh, three. nine, four, double five. She's, she's actually saying a telephone number. Five, double five. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double five, five, double five. We need one person. You still there, Daniel San? Morning. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll come to you later. Oh. Well, I just mean, you know. Yeah. What? Busy. We're a bit busy. We're busy, mate. We're doing a radio show. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's just. Oh, just are thought... you? Where's that? Uh, just out here. About time you got a break, isn't it? <laughs> oh, three, four, five. Hey, Kelly's doing a show on Monday. Are you doing one? No, I'm not, but I'm going to be uh, pushing the buttons on Kelly's show. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Knob Twiddler, I like it. Yeah, that's me. There we go. Oh, that's your nickname in the office, anyway. Oh, so, and now we've had it confirmed. <laughs> oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five is the phone number. We need one more player to play iPod Roulette. Let's get the Travs. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 is busy anti-clockwise now between junction 16 for the M40 and 15 for the M4. Also, the North Orbital Road is slow at the M25 junction 21A roundabout and it's busy in Watford on Beach and Grove. Looking at the speed sensors, it's slow around Escort Road. And also looking at the speed sensors in St Albans, it's looking a little slow on Victoria Street in both directions, but not too bad elsewhere. And on the trains, there's no reports of any problems at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. So, iPod Roulette is coming up. We need one more player. Maybe you're all scared of Ribena Rosie. She seems unstoppable. All you need is an MP3 player or a computer where you can pick the songs at random. You give us a call, you get to go head to head. 03459 455555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the news. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past seven. I'm Tony Fisher. The headlines. A violent criminal who absconded from an open prison in Aylesbury should never have been there if he posed a danger to the public, according to unions. John Rooney, who's less than halfway through a 27-year jail sentence for kidnap and robbery, walked out of HMP Springhill on Monday. A 12-year-old girl who was born in Luton was forced to kneel in scalding water by her foster mother after soiling herself. A family court judge has concluded her foster parents in Lancashire were responsible for emotional abuse and neglect. A burglar from Stevenage is facing six years in prison after failing to complete a drug rehabilitation course. Daniel Miller was a participant of the Choices and Consequences programme designed to avoid prison in favour of treatment for their addictions. The weather, dry in the morning with some long sunny spells, the odd light shower possible during the afternoon. Top temperature, 21 degrees Celsius. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford coach Kiki Flores is hoping to make more signings ahead of Tuesday's transfer deadline. The Hornets are at Manchester City tomorrow in the Premier League. MK Dons play Birmingham City at Stadium MK tomorrow in the Championship. Midfielder Stephen Gleeson, who made 174 appearances for the Dons between 2009 and 2014, will return to, MK, will return to Milton Keynes. Manager Carl Robinson thinks the Dons fans will give the Irishman a warm reception. I had a real belief that he could play at a higher level. He turned down opportunities so many times to stay and play for this football club and I really hope the fans give him the respect that he deserves. I think when he scored a goal from 25 yards in a top corner of an FA Cup game against AFC Wimbledon, I don't think there's many times you can come back here and won't receive a round of applause. 
Luton Town manager John Still says he won't be afraid to leave skipper Steve McNulty on the subs bench again for tomorrow's League Two clash with Portsmouth. McNulty was on the bench for the League Cup defeat to Stoke and may have to settle for that again tomorrow. I think that's all players. If, if they don't play and you put in a good and a team puts a good performance in, it's going to do one. I think it's going to spur them or it's going to make them sort of a bit lower. You know, every, everyone that that on every way we've tried to do it is always with what's going to be best for us. So. Also in League Two tomorrow, Stevenage are at Dagenham and Wickham travel to Crawley. Those are your headlines. Next full bulletin at eight. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Come on, guys. Who doesn't know the Dirty Cash song? What was that? What was that? Number number. It was. It wasn't the number one. It was a number two. It was a number two. Oh, here he is. Here we go. play this much longer, I'm going to bust out the running man. <laughs> don't, don't do it naked like Carol Vorderman. Oh, oh I thought it broke. For a second, I thought <laughs> it... I falling off the treadmill. For a second, I thought it had broken. Uh, uh, of course, uh, that's uh, a dirty cash. Everybody knows that song. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, what great pleasure on Fader 5. It's, uh, it's uh, Mr Stevie V. Good morning. Now, do I call you Stevie? Do I call you Steve? Are you Steven these days? What, what's the name now? Do you know, I, I, I don't even mind. Call me anything, you know. Oh. All right, all right. I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you, Stevie. Nice to talk to you. Hey, listen, man. That was a massive hit, and that's one of those songs that everybody knows. Even even the kids that know the words to that. What what was it like having such a massive hit? Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, that's, that's what we dream of, really. That's what we that's, that's what we work for years and years for. You know. So um, you know, and I'm really lucky. Even 20 years after the fact that um, you know people still want to play it. Now the thing is as well, big big hit in the UK, big hit in the States. It was number one on the the, the dance charts, wasn't it, in the States? That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, actually, uh, number one actually in quite a few territories, you know, including Holland and some uh, some really odd territories that you wouldn't look for selling <laughs> records, you know, like Turkey and... You know, places. Yeah, really good. <laughs> it's funny isn't it, to, to think that you know that. Hey, I got number one in Turkey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you still? Uh, I'm going to ask a personal question, Stevie. Do you still get the odd check every now and then coming through the post for that? Oh, the, the odd recompense still good still lad. works. Yeah. Good lad. That's that's what it's all about. And what you do what, when you got people like Anne Robinson to thank for for that? Really, oh, you yeah, know exactly. Uh, you and you're you're still you're still doing it, are you? I'm still 
still do a bit, although these days uh, I'm mostly um, teaching, so I'm, I'm looking for the, for the next best thing, really, oh. to come through, you know, with the kids and so. You teach in music? Yes, yeah, I, I, um, do, I teach music technology at um, Bedford College. Hey, fantastic! And, yeah, work on the university course there as well, yeah. And I, I, have, you got any, uh, have you got anybody you got your eye on? Is, is there anybody, as they're about to leave the class, you go, oi, 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 come here, I, oh, I want to manage there's you. There's always one or two <laughs> protagonists, really, so, um, but, but it's, it takes uh, uh, more than talent, you know, these days. Um, you know, it really helps if you've got someone like Simon Cowell in your pocket. It as takes well. it takes talent, luck, and you need to know how to work a computer these days as well. There you go. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. Listen, it's great to have you on. Well, I'm well done. You know, for, for for inspiring the youth at Bedford College. That's great. Now we're here to play iPod Roulette. You're the judge. Right. Have the rules been explained to you? Ish. Ish is good yeah. enough. It's dead right. simple. Say that. I'm going to bring the contestants in. We've got Ribena Rosie, the reigning champion. Good morning, Ribena. Morning. She's called Ribena Rosie, Stevie. Listen, you think you've created a popular cultural hit. Her <laughs> granddad invented Ribena. Oh, yeah. is that for true or is this one of your... No, that's actually for true. Wow. <laughs> it's actually <That's> phenomenal. For <laughs> it is pretty cool. I, I can see it now. It's Stevie V and Ribena, this could be like a this could go out on the on the road. We can make millions. I uh, tell you. Right, we right. could call it Vibina. <laughs> Quid Tim. I want ten percent. Now Ribena Rosie, <clears throat> how are you feeling today? You had a very lucky run yesterday. How are you feeling today? Oh, I'm a bit nervous, but uh... We'll see, won't we? Okay, I can see. I can feel. I can feel your enthusiasm for this game and the early morning phone calls <laughs> flagging, and that's fine. Uh, now we've got yesterday's judge. It's um, Grumpy Jamie. Is the contestant? Good morning, Jamie. Morning, boss. Still, How are we? Well, you're obviously grumpy. Obviously. Do you, do you want to say hello to Stevie V? Morning, Stevie V. Hey, good morning, Mr. Grumps. <laughs> He's, uh, we, we, can't, we can't shake it, I'm afraid, Stevie. He's just got a right cob on 24-7. Uh, now, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, the rules are very simple. There are three rounds. You set your MP3 players to shuffle. Whatever comes up goes head-to-head -head against the other person's song. You have one pass each. Jamie, you're the challenger. How many songs on your MP3 player, Jamie? 4,000. I like it. That's wow. well over the Henry's Law limit of 100. Um, <laughs> spin, spin, spin the wheel, Jamie. Let's see what we've got first. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, we have got Stay With Me by Rod Stewart. Oh, oh dear. A stinker. No, no, no. You're, you're saying a stinker? That's yeah, a classic. A Rod. <laughs> That's a classic. It's a classic. And the thing is, it's not up to me or Catherine or Kelly. It's all down to Stevie V. So Stay With Me by Rod. Are you sticking with that, Jamie? Definitely. Okay. Right, being a Rosie, let's spin, spin, spin the wheel. Roxanne, the police. These are, these are good. This is a good hand. This is a good hand. It's it's appeals to gentlemen, I think, of a certain uh, generation. Do you want to no, stay I like with? Roxanne, do you like Roxanne? You know, it's about yeah, a prostitute. Brilliant. It's about a prostitute. I know. Yeah. Okay. You're you're all right. <laughs> you're down with that. You're down with that. Okay. You want to stick with Roxanne, do you? Yeah. Okay, we go over to our celebrity judge, Stevie V. Stevie, uh, right. it's uh, Stay With Me by Rod Stewart versus Roxanne by The Police. Who's it going to be in round one? Oh, I, although I love um, Mr. Stewart there, it's got to be a bit of Roxanne. Reminds me of my youth. 
what? Going to see? No, let's not even go there. Let's not even go there. It's... 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 <laughs> Dirty cash, man. Dirty cash. That's what it was about, right? Oh, I like you, Steve. We'll get him on every day. Um, okay, so it's one... Ribena, you've won the first round. Please. Jamie, how are you feeling? Gutted. <laughs> No change there. Like a fish on a, on a uh, Monday or Friday. When is fish day? Friday. Friday. Okay. Uh, Rabina Rosie, your turn. Second round. Oh, right, You've both okay. got your passes. Spin, spin, spin the wheel. Let's see what comes up. Okay. Uh, oh. Do you know how to work it? Sorry? Victoria the Kink. Oh. Nice. Oh. oh uh, no, I'm going to be honest. It's my favourite kink song. It wasn't a hit. It was a miss. But it's my favourite, favourite oh, kink song. Yeah. Sorry? Sorry. Sorry. Go on, go on, go on, go on, go on, Rosie, you have a go, go on. <laughs> go on, give us a snatch of Victoria. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Victoria! <laughs> there we go. You shouldn't be shy, you've got a great voice. I'm just being polite. You want to stick with that one, uh, uh, Rosie? Jamie? Yeah, Jamie, you're up against the kinks, mate. It's a toughie. Away you go. Here we go, then. Here we go. Come on, fingers crossed. Well. We finish at nine today, Jamie. Marvin Gaye, let's get it on. Oh! <laughs> that has got to be one of the best hands I've ever had on uh, iPod Roulette. Marvin Gaye, let's get it on versus Victoria by the Kinks. Uh, I would have trouble choosing that. It's not up to me, thank goodness. It's up to Stevie V. Stevie, what do you reckon? Oh, I'm, I'm afraid there's no contest there. Uh, it's got to be a bit of Mr. Gay, I yeah, think. I, I, I kind of suspected that you might go for that. All right, it's one yeah. all. It's right. one all. You've both got your passes. Jamie, you're in oh, with a yeah. fighting chance. Your turn to spin. Here we go. Again. Here we go. <sighs> oh. You're right, mate. Here we go. You're not on the toilet, are you? That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like. <laughs> Phil Collins. Do you remember? <laughs> oh, bloody. <laughs> Bye, Jamie. <laughs> I think that's a pass. You're going to pass on that? Yes, please. Mm. <laughs> Why, Jamie? Why? Go, go on, Jamie. You're passing on Phil Collins. Do you remember? OK, let's Here see what go. comes up instead. Elvis Presley in the ghetto. Oh, oh, oh no. classic now, classic. I All love right, that song. it's a great in the ghetto. Uh, Rosie, your turn. You've still got the pass if you need it. Right. Rosie oh, tends to come in the last oh, one with I don't a. Know it's a pass or not? What is it? Pump it up by Elvis Costello. Pump it up by Elvis Costello. Now it's a classic. Yeah, I know. But it's not me. It's not me. You've got to decide whether Stevie V. Now yeah. you know his musical oeuvre. Would he prefer Elvis Costa? Elvis versus Elvis? Wow. What, what are the chances yeah. of that? Probably quite high. They both had a lot of music. Um, OK, you've got to decide whether Stevie V would like that or not. Are you going to play, Rosie, or are you going to pass? Oh, God, I don't know. Uh... Play. Play, I think. Because... <laughs> Hang on, he's your opposition. <laughs> That's Jamie telling you that. <laughs> You're going to play it? I'm going to play because he's got some quite naff stuff on here and it might come up one of them. Oh, it's her husband's, of course. <laughs> All right, let's go over to our celebrity judge, Stevie V. Uh, Stevie, it is Jamie with Elvis Presley in the ghetto versus Ribena Rosie with Pump It Up by Elvis Costello. Who's, I genuinely don't know which way this is going to fall. This is very exciting. Who's it going to be, uh, Mr V? I'm not even sure myself, to be honest, but I tell you what, you know, one for the Brits, why don't we go with Mr Costello? Oh! 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 <laughs> Unbelievable! Oh, my God. Unbelievable! He's, he's flying the flag oh, for the man. UK 
Rosie, congratulations. Just just press shuffle. What would the next one have been? Alright. Skin, Susie and the Banshees. Oh well, I think you probably oh. yeah, I think you Good did well. Ball. Jamie, how are you feeling, mate? Gutted. Yeah, I thought I suspected <laughs> <laughs> I suspected oh, you might be. Jamie, Jamie sorry, thank you. No, don't don't apologise to him. He he thrives on the misery, Stevie. Um, <laughs> Jamie, thank right. you very much indeed. Rosie, we'll talk next week. Okay. She's genuinely annoyed. She wanted oh. to get married. Stevie, listen, mate, you've been a great sport. Thank you very much indeed. Nice one. I, I, I mean, are you doing any more gigs? Are you playing at the moment? Or are you, are you concentrating no, on teaching? No, I'm, no I'm, I'm really, you know, concentrating more on, on others. I'm, you know, I'm doing a pr- bit of production at the moment for a, 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 a new young band called Black Smoke Symphony, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is more the, the country vibe. I'm really into that at the moment. So, wow. At the end of the day, that's why I'm, I'm a record producer. So um, that's what I'm concentrating on. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming on. You've been such a good sport. And, um, uh, you know, uh, best of luck with uh, all your uh, endeavours in the future. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you, Stevie. What a nice bloke. I I feel almost embarrassed that we had to put him through that. Ribena Rosie, not she. I mean, she wants this. She wants this to end. (laughs) She wants She keeps getting woken up on her days off by phone calls from us. Uh, hassling her to come and play iPod roulette. Well, we need to work out. I don't because we kind of just I just threw this in the mix this week. Um, we we need to work out how often we go. I don't want to do this every day because it loses its specialness. Whether we make it just a Friday thing or I don't know. We'll have a little chat fair, but we we need to do that. Jamie, thank you. Rosie, thank you. Mr V, thank you very much indeed. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. Let's get the trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 is looking busy now between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4. And it's also looking slow between Junction 16 for the M40 and 15 for the M4 as well. On the North Orbital Road, it's slow at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And looking at the speed sensors in Watford, it's busy on Beach and Grove around the junction for Escort Road. And in Hitchin, on the A505 Fish Ponds Road, that's closed for roadworks in both directions between Bedford Avenue, uh, Bedford Road and Beerton Avenue. Looking at the train departure boards, there are no delays showing up at the moment. Smart the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Uh, 7.45, it's Friday the 28th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Unions say a violent criminal who absconded from an open prison in Aylesbury should never have been there if he posed a danger to the public. A prolific burglar from Stevenage is facing six years in jail after failing a rehabilitation programme designed to keep him out of prison. 03459 555. We will get to Daniel Sansoon, I promise. Let's get the weather first. Here's Elizabeth Rizzini. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. Lots of sunshine around this morning. It's been a bit of a chilly start. Many places are going to stay dry for the rest of the day, but we may just see perhaps a few showers a bit later on through the afternoon. Certainly a, a risk, really, rather than a certainty. So pop your brolly in your bag, you probably won't need it. Lots of sunny spells around for the rest of the day. Top temperatures up to 20 or 21 degrees Celsius. 70 in Fahrenheit, very pleasant than sunshine with a lighter southwesterly wind than we saw yesterday. Now, through the evening, any showers that we do get will 
will fade away a dry overnight uh, lows of around 12 or 13 degrees in many of the towns tomorrow start of the bank holiday weekend and it's quite likely to stay dry at least until we get to the late afternoon we'll see some sunny spells around on saturday morning clouding over i think into the afternoon we may well get some rain a bit later on through the uh, through the very late afternoon first part of the evening it certainly is a possibility and some of that rain could turn quite heavy on saturday night into sunday just be warned if you're camping uh, sunday cloudy without breaks of rain not very nice on sunday i'm afraid and then as we head into monday it's going to start to feel a bit cooler there'll probably be um quite a little cloud through the morning but some sunny spells into monday afternoon so uh, big improvement there but we may just see one or two showers a bit later on through the day as well but i think many places staying dry on monday which would be nice wouldn't it that's the forecast Treasure Quest on BBC Three Counties Radio. I don't want this show to be censored. You've got a clean house? No. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, feel free to text in whatever you want to me. Hello. <coughs> Sorry. Guys <coughs> here. <laughs> You're right for all this. Gosh, I thought we were going to have our first live death. Saturday mornings from nine. I'm going to help the female section of the quiz, the quiz this morning. All Liz will do is just not let you have... Part two. In a new feature, let's find out. Ernie, how are you in your big rubbery face? It's a cross between Jack Parr, uh, Pat, uh, hang on. <laughs> Treasure Quest, every Saturday morning from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Chonkers on uh, Chonkers. I just realised I said the name Chonkers without, with a with a straight face. Chonkers on uh, Twitter says, I, I, I pod roulette is flaccid and pointless. And people are watching me chuckling on the train. That's that's the beauty of it. I Good. Do we do it on a Friday, every Friday? We can, yeah. Do it on a Friday? I don't want to do it every day, because, um, well, the, our winner is, is sick of it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Do we do it Friday, though? I mean, are we living too much for the weekend as it is? Yeah. All right, well, let's do it on a... Oh, flipping out, I don't know. Tuesday? When, Tuesday? Wednesday? When are you, what are you doing next week? Um, you around? Uh, okay. Well, I think I'm contractually obliged to be here for some part of it. What about? Um... Oh look, Rosie's gloating on on Twitter. Well, she loves it. She's just taking a picture of the winning hand. <laughs> 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 oh dear. Uh, well, uh, well, 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 a day. All right. Uh, I like Friday. Let's do Friday. I like Friday. Frypod roulette. Sorry. Mm, nothing. Why? Stop Why it. Roulette? Thank you very much indeed. Um, oh, remind me to talk about dogs in a bit. Could Talk you, about dogs in a bit. Because you know I'm going to go for a dog. I, uh, uh, what? Well, I mean, you've not got great history with animals, I you? got told... Shh, 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 don't mention the rabbits. I got, so we're going to go for a West Highland Terrier. Right, decided. A Westie. <laughs> Sorry? She's talking to someone on the phone. Oh, you're not laughing at this. Uh, Matt and Luton um, doesn't want iPod roulette. He wants us to help do a pop quiz. Well, yeah. He can do, we can come on in a bit. We'll do a pop quiz. Stay there, Matt. That was the first thing he ever said to you. Yeah. He's so on fade three you do a pod if you want quiz. Okay, but the, so I, I said... Anyway, this dog. So this anyway, dog. I was going to get a Westie, right? And so I, I emailed some, um, 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 what do you call breeders. it? Dog touches. Breeders. Even though they're not the ones doing the breeding, I think it's false advertising. And they got some bitches. I want, I want a bitch. So I said, can I, are you, can, have you got a bitch I can have a look at, please? <laughs> I'm not being rude, it's a fact. I can say it. Mm. And um, this woman replied back, hi Ian, spelt wrong. I don't mind them spelling it I-A-N, but I-I-A-N? Oh. Americans spell it L-A-I-N. Lean. Lane. Anyway, I-I-A-N. Hello, A-A-N. How old are your kids? I replied, nearly four, nearly six. Three and five. And they spent part of the summer looking after a Westie. They thoroughly enjoyed it. They're really good with animals. They've had so many pets. Yeah, your children are too young. Wait until the youngest is eight. Goodbye. 
Thought you st- Wait till the youngest is out. It's only a Westie. You're, am I right? Are they to... tricky dogs? What, Westies? Yeah. No, 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 no. They're great with kids. That's what I'm getting it for. I've done the research. I'm not mm. just go- Google imaged it. I've actually read Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, I've done more than that. Uh, but she said, wait until... Wait. Yeah. She'd get this, Matt. She said, wait until your kids are eight. Uh, well, they'll be off to university then. I'm getting a dog myself, so... I'll be... Um, hang on, six, uh, five... I'll, I'll be 47 then. No, no point getting a dog then. No. I'll see it through. Am I? Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Doggy people. That was bad. That was bad advice, wasn't it? She just hasn't got any bitches. No, breeders are like that, though. They're very, very choosy to who they send Well, give me to. a dog. I used to be on telly. I worked with Ricky Gervais. That's not going to do it. Give me a dog. I worked with Ali G. Give me a dog. The dogs can hear you. Mackenzie Crook's phone number is in my phone. I don't phone it. He tells me off. and I think he might have changed it. But, <laughs> Matt, what do you want? Uh... I think that uh, quiz you got is rubbish. Right, you firstly, 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 hey, I tell you, we could have, we could have a pop quiz. It'd be about dogs. Sad you are. You're, you're sad. I'm not sad. Why are you changing the subject? Um, you, you change the subject to sad. No. Turn that frown upside down. Why not have a proper pop quiz? A proper pop quiz. Well, we need are to be in scared? a. Are you scared? Are you scared? you won't win. I've won Mastermind, I've won The Weakest Link, and I got through to the final round of Celebrity Pointless. I'm a brain box. I'm a human... It's not pop quiz, is it? What? It's not pop quiz, is it? Do you it? want pot? Do you want to say pop, pot, or pub? I beat you on two of those. Hi, Katie. It's Kelly from Kelsey's. What are you saying? Do Ma- a pop... Do a pop quiz. A pop quiz? A problem. All right, about pop. About pop music. Okay, fine. All right. Um, whose mum invented Tipex? I'm not interested in that. It's a pop quiz. You want a pop quiz? I give her your pop quiz. Here's a pop quiz question. Whose oh, mum invented God Tipex? God help us. I'm giving you what you want. Can you put uh, Justin back on, please? Why do you want to speak to Justin? Because he talks a bit of sense, that's why. You want to speak to Justin? Really? Mm. As you know, I, I deal in facts and not fiction. <laughs> touch me, touch well, me. I'm... I want to feel your body. Ooh, touch me. Actually, I'm glad I'm not paying for this phone call. Jimiroguay. Suck my kiss. Dress smart, act smart. Act smart. A lot of people playing with their private parts this morning whilst talking to me. No. How do you know that? Clip that. <laughs> Why would a boy play with a girl's toy? That's the boy. Do you want a pop quiz or not? Yes. Wh- who's, uh, whose mum, which rock star's mum invented Tipex? No. What? Just because you don't know the who's answer. The, who's the lead singer in the new Christian Minstrels? What is that? Hang on a minute. I'm setting the question. I'm asking you a question. Well, I do, well, you think I don't know the answer. Go on, answer it. Why should I answer it? Because I'm asking you. But why should I answer it? I've asked you a question. I don't know who done whatever you said. Kim Carnes. Answer it. Kim Carnes. 
was the lead singer? Um, Kim Carnes. And he made one big hit. Um, Kim Carnes. <laughs> Kim Carnes was the lead singer in the new Christy Minstrels. He was not. All right, Kenny Rogers. No. Kenny Rogers was in it! Sorry. Gene Clark, Kim Carnes, Kenny Rogers and Barry Maguire. Barry Maguire was the singer. Oh, you really get... What was the big hit he made? Eve of Destruction! You are brilliant. Do you know that? I know I am. Thank you. At last. Flippin' heck. That was our work. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. It was like, um... It was like pulling teeth from an old stone. Yeah, and squeezing um, milk out Blood from a denture. Mm. Now, after getting 100,000 signatures to her anti-hunting petition, Katie Angus won her battle to get a stall at the Bucks County Show. She wanted to represent the anti-fox hunting argument after she learned the local hunt were able to provide a display at the show. Uh, Well, she went and she's on the line now. Morning, Katie. Morning. How'd it go? Yeah, good. Yeah, it was hard work, but it was good. Yeah, it was good to be there. Um, you were worried that there was going to be like a, a dark vibe. Was was the vibe dark or, or light? Um, light would probably be a bit of an exaggeration, and it was a curious vibe. Is probably the best way to describe it. There were lots of people, kind of a little bit interested. Some looked quite concerned. We were told that they were kind of expecting trouble, which of course they didn't get. Um, yeah, it was a bit, it was odd, but it was good. And we spoke to some really really nice people. Had some really good support. So yeah, it was good. Um, did you go and uh, see the horses and the hounds? No, unfortunately, I didn't really think it was appropriate for me to kind of leave the, the stand because oh, okay. I was people coming over quite a lot to talk to me and whatever, so I was there the whole time. So I oh, left to go to the loo and that was it, I think. Okay. So, uh, uh, well, are you going to go back next year? Definitely, yep. And actually, I've had a lot of people approaching me from sort of other areas, other regions, oh. and that saying that they would like to volunteer and look at doing the same thing in their own areas. Um, so, yeah, we're hoping to sort of roll it out much wider next year. And obviously next year we'll have a lot more time. The, the stand wasn't confirmed until 1.30 the day before, so I had less than 24 hours to put something together. So, obviously, next year we'll have a lot more time to have a proper stand and, yeah, have maybe a bit more help as well. So, looking forward to it. You happy with the way it ended? Um, yeah, I think it's a good compromise, to be honest. I think as even pro-hunt people were saying to us yesterday, you know, it's a balanced view, and while they might not agree with what we've got to say, having both sides of the argument there provides a balanced view, and obviously that's kind of the way forward. So, um, yeah, I think it was a positive outcome, and we've had a lot of support, as I said. Well, Katie, listen, it's not, I didn't get to speak. This all happened when I was away. Um, I was sat by a swimming pool in uh, Catalonia. But um, uh, congratulations. I'm glad it went well. Excellent stuff. as Katie Angus there. Uh, have we got any Texas? Yeah, we have. Hey. Take a look. Uh, I'm concerned that Sissy's Martin in Biggleswade is concerned this morning on a Friday. I'm concerned as you guys haven't hassled Tony Blackburn recently. <laughs> you did tell him you were moving, didn't you? Hope he isn't roaming around the old building looking for a light switch in he his studio. He was in uh, either yesterday or the day before uh, he's found us. He can sniff out a radio station from 50 miles away, that guy. There's, there's no getting rid of him. He made your day the other day. Do you remember why? Uh, what did he do to you? I don't remember. From afar. What did he do? Oh, <laughs> here we go. Tony Blackburn. Um, get this, Tony Fisher. Tony Blackburn came in and stood one of the few people I will allow to stand in that little gallery there and watch while the show is on. Mm. He stood there. He saw me broadcasting and he did this. <laughs> Did he put you off your stride? No, he didn't. He raised his middle finger and my, the fact that that's I'm the title. Shocked. That's the title of my autobiography. Tony Blackburn flipped me the bird. <laughs> 
Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4. Also on the North Albert Road at the M25 Junction 21 roundabout is looking very busy. And in St Albans on the North Albert Road it's very slow now through the roadworks at the Park Street roundabout towards the London Coney roundabout. In Stevenage on Hitchin Road there's a lane closed there between Gunnelswood Road and the Corey's Mill Lane and the Lister Hospital roundabout. And that's where there's possibly some roadworks near, nearby causing some delays that looks quite slow on the speed sense but on the train departure boards there are no reports of any problems at the moment Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you very much indeed 03459 555 555 It's always interesting doing a broadcast with um, someone who's hard and Tony Fisher they don't come much harder than Tony Fisher he's a hard man in the studio I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing what he's got to say. Comes the news with hard man Tony Fisher. Vocal and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Eight o'clock, I'm Tony Fisher. The headlines, criticism after violent prisoner escapes from open prison in Bucks. Boats carrying 500 migrants escape capsize off Libya. And Hart's rehab programme for offenders defended by former Chief Constable. BBC Three Counties Radio. A violent criminal who absconded from an open prison in Aylesbury should never have been there if he posed a danger to the public, according to unions. John Rooney, who's less than halfway through a 27-year jail sentence for kidnap and robbery, walked out of HMP Springhill on Monday. Police have warned the public not to approach the 47-year-old because there are substantial grounds for believing he represents a risk of harm to the public. Noel Smith is an editor at Inside Time, the paper for prisoners. He also served time with Rooney. Well, unfortunately, what happens is if you're serving a long sentence um, in order to be released you have to go through resettlement and uh, a lot of people make it through resettlement some people can't handle it some people who've been banged up for a long time in closed conditions uh, get very paranoid and nervous when they get to open conditions and just find running away the easiest option. A rescue operation is underway off the coast of Libya after two boats carrying about 500 migrants on their way to Europe capsized. Most of those on board are unaccounted for. Rana Jawad is monitoring developments from Tunis. There were two boats that signalled for help shortly after setting sail from Libya's western shores in Zwara. One boat sank in the early hours, the second much later in the day. At least 20 migrants have reportedly been rescued from both incidents. There is an ongoing search operation being carried out by the Libyan Coast Guard for one of the boats that capsized. A source in Zwara told the BBC that at least 100 bodies are at a hospital there and included nationals from Syria, Bangladesh and several sub-Saharan African countries. Within the past half hour, Austrian police have said there were more than 70 bodies in a lorry found in a lay-by yesterday. A hunt is underway for the driver of the vehicle, which was abandoned near the Hungarian border. A prolific burglar from Stevenage is facing six years in jail after failing a rehabilitation programme designed to keep him from going to prison. The Hertfordshire-run Choices and Consequences scheme offers offenders the chance to suspend their sentence in exchange for owning up to all of their crimes and taking part in rehab. Former Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police, Peter Nehrud, says it does work. What victims want the police and other agencies in this, uh, in this territory to do is to make a credible effort to stop the offender re-offending. If they think you've made a credible effort and you've communicated that clearly, then 
something like Turning Point or the C2 program in, in Hertfordshire will actually win over a, over a court prosecution or a prison sentence. The weather for beds, hearts and bucks are dry in the morning. Long sunny spells, the odd light shower possible during the afternoon. Top temperature 21 degrees Celsius. Get the latest news and sport online, bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Tony. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Um, what did we send Daniel San out on? I don't. Uh, which le- which celebrities have lost it? There we go. That was it. We may get to hear that audio at some point in the show. I, 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 we'll we'll see. We'll see if that's that's doable. Um, yes, I mean, we're too cool for this. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Too cool for this. Blooming plum. Um, right, um, hang on a second, hang on a second, hang on. Oh, Donna's on the line. Morning, Donna. Hi, how are you Yeah, I'm all right, thank you, Donna. What have you got for us? Um, just briefly, um, you said about getting a West Highland Terrier. Yes. I strongly advise against it. Oh. Why? Um, my mum's got one, and he can be quite a nice dog, but it's a clue in the name. It's a terrier. He gets quite territorial and possessive. Oh. What? Oh. And one, seriously, one, he bit my husband. This was a while ago, a couple of years ago now, and we had to go to the hospital. He just gets, they get possessive, so I wouldn't with children. We've got a German Shepherd. And he's oh. perfect. <laughs> I'm not getting... No, don't, because I had loads of people... I was asking on, on this about uh, on Twitter about this yesterday, Donna. And loads of people saying, yeah. oh, God, get a Staffy. They get such a bad... No, I'm no, not getting a Staffy and I'm not getting a German Shepherd. They're massive. I want a small dog. How about, how about a um, Basset Hound? Oh, they look silly. <laughs> I can't no, <laughs> That's not a reason not to get a dog. Those. Say that I again. Um, a basket hound, um, yeah, the kids would love them. It's a good idea. Oh, no, because I've done all the reasons. I had it between a cockapoo, and I liked it because it's a funny name. It's got two words in it for the price yeah. of none. And, yeah. and and then the Westie. And the boys spent some time with the Westie over the summer holidays. And I've yeah. looked on. I've looked online, and, I, I, I mean, I'm going to get a bitch. Yeah, that's the best idea, getting a bitch. But still, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't get any type of terrier with children. Oh. Oh, Donna, don't. You've set me all off again. Oh, bl- I appreciate your input, Donna. Thank you very much indeed. See, I didn't take the mic. That can be nice. Basset Hound's too low for you. Yeah, I mean... To bend double to and I don't mind. It. I don't mind having a silly-looking dog. I'm not that... I'm not bothered like that. But, but, Sausage? Uh, uh, no, thanks. I'm, I'm uh, not hungry. But um, I do... My favourite thing was UB40, no IB42. It's the favourite thing I've ever said in my life. But... Um, no, I, I'm sure I've done all the research, and Westies are fine with kids. Ah, stuff it. I won't bother. That's, that's that. That's that project over. Oh three four five nine four zero five five zero five is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call now, a violent criminal is still on the loose after walking out of an open prison in Aylesbury on Monday. Forty-seven-year-old John Rooney is less than halfway through a twenty-seven-year jail sentence for kidnap, <coughs> excuse me, and robbery. Police say he shouldn't be approached as there are, and I quote, substantial grounds for believing he represents a risk of harm to the public. Well, Juliet Lyon is the director of the Prison Reform Trust and joins me on the line now. Morning, Juliet. Morning. Uh, do you agree with the Prison Officers Association that if a, a prisoner poses a risk to the public, they shouldn't be in an open prison? 
Well, they, they, I do agree to that to the extent that people are assessed from closed prisons, they're assessed by governors and prison staff um, to see if they're suitable for an open prison and all the trust that goes with that. So um, I agree with them to that extent. Where it gets confusing is that, that obviously the reason for an open prison is to allow people who are serving a really long sentence for a serious crime to have an opportunity to be tested out in the community and to test themselves out, rather than simply opening the door of a closed prison at the end of a sentence. So they're, they're likely to be people who've committed serious and violent offences in the past, but they will have been assessed as suitable for going into that kind of open environment. Uh, it doesn't always work, obviously, as, as in this case. It, it, it doesn't always work, but it, it works remarkably well most of the time, and that's, I suppose... The best you can say, I mean, last year, according to the prison service, there were 137 absconds. I mean, we're talking out of literally hundreds of thousands of people, um, certainly tens of thousands who go in um, and, and are released. I had a look at the figures for release on temporary licence. Those, those are the people who are going out released to do work in the community mm. or volunteer. Um, last year, there were um, about 400 and... Four and let's get this right. Four, five, two, six, seven, seven. So four hundred fifty-two thousand six hundred seventy-seven releases of that kind. And out of those, there were two hundred thirty-eight times when people failed to come back. I mean, it, you know, it is a success for the prison service, and they work very hard to get it right. And if they do have a mistake they immediately launch an inquiry and we, the police become involved. We had a gentleman earlier on who said that um, uh, prisons don't work because they don't keep people in prison long enough and they should be kept in there longer and all this halfway house, all this day release stuff is, is, is a load of old nonsense uh, and they should be kept in longer. It, it, can you explain why um, uh, uh, open prisons like this are so important in, for someone who is serving a long prison sentence? Yeah, when when the judge passes a sentence, and this is this is a very long sentence, and in fact, sentences have got longer. Um, I know I know we read in the papers, and sometimes hear in the radio that sentences are short or you know just a slap on the wrist and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. But if you actually look at the figures, I'm not going to give you them, but but they're easily available. Um, you can see that sentences have got longer and longer over the last 20 years. So it, this is a long sentence this man was given for serious crimes. It's given a total of 27 years. And the judge would have given that knowing that the first half of that sentence would be served inside a prison, whether, whether closed or open, and that the second half of the sentence would be served under probation supervision in the community. And I do wish people would explain that properly at, at the sentencing stage because quite often I think members of the public just can't understand why someone appears to be let out early when actually that's been the plan all along that they would they would spend half of their sentence under under strict supervision by the probation service in the community so that would have happened anyway but open prisons are used as i said as an opportunity to get people back into thinking about leading a responsible life in the community trying out work usually voluntarily unpaid to start with um moving on to paid work later on as they get nearer the date of their release. Um, they occasionally allowed compassionate release if somebody's very ill in the family, for example, or as a way of kind of beginning to get back and take some responsibility in the family. It, it's planned to be a sort of gradual process rather than this sudden opening of a great big 
iron door and you know clanging shut behind somebody when they've been um, in in an environment where in a closed prison at the moment because staff are so short and the resources are so cut they might well be spending 22 or 23 hours a day behind their cell door um, and it's thought that that transition's so sudden. Um, it's riskier. Juliet, here's a question you may not be able to answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. If, if someone is serving a really long sentence and then halfway through it they go to an open prison and they're being prepared for when they eventually leave the prison service and they know that if they escape, they'll go back to the closed prison for longer, why would anyone choose to escape from that situation? Because they're going to make it worse for themselves. It's a really good question. Um, and and I, I don't know for sure, but I do work with people who've been prisoners in the past, who are good colleagues now. Um, and I think m- many of them would say sometimes people just can't cope with the idea of life outside. They absolutely can't So cope they don't want to leave? So it's at some level, they don't want to leave. Yeah. They kind of throw a switch, they take a risk that, that they know is going to be um, a huge risk, because you're right, they'll lose all those, all those opportunities. They'll go back into a closed setting, they'll serve much longer. They know what they've got to lose. And this man was very close to being released anyway under supervision. So, you know, goodness knows why it happened. But in some instances, I think that's the reason. Mm. The other reason we know, because we run an advice and information service and we hear quite regularly from prisoners' families, um, if somebody's very ill in the family and, and for some reason compassionate release hasn't been granted and somebody's determined to see saying, you know, a relative who's, who's perhaps dying in hospital. We've certainly known people um, abscond for that reason. Mm. And Juliet, they hand themselves in afterwards. It's fascinating. I really appreciate your time this morning. Juliet, Juliet Lyon, Director of the Prison Reform Trust. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, Jim. Good morning, Kalimera. Kalimera, Kalispera, Kalinikta! Tikarish! Listen, Polyorea, we have to believe. Ah! Look now, look now. Singapore! Orio Gola! Bravo! Orio Golas. I crossed the line and jumped on the other side of it. Look no further. Norfolk cross Yorkshire Terrier. My little doggy. My little Oliver. What type of dog have you got? Norfolk, Yorkshire Terrier, cross. Attitude, noisy, barks, stroppy, little kid. It's you suit you right down to the ground. Oh! It suit your temperament completely. He's having, he's yeah. having a pop. He's having a pop. <laughs> I don't want that. I want something that's quiet, that's fun, that enjoys walks and is good with kids. Which, again, well, isn't Oliver me. Is. <laughs> Terriers are. Terriers okay. are. I'm going to add it to, I'm gonna add it to the list. All what's right. what's yes. your dog called? Oliver Cromwell, English Civil War. Oliver, you've got why him did, on my wall. Why did you call it call your dog Oliver Cromwell? I wanted to name him. I wanted to name him Baldrick because my name, my friend has a dog called Baldrick. So you want okay? to name him the same name as your friend's dog? That's weird. Yeah. Well, he, he passed away. He had too many pine cones. His terrier had too many pine cones and had to be put down. How uh, many pine cones wanted, did he have? I don't know. His belly was distended. The, the vet said, it's got to be bye-byes, you know. He was yeah. nine years old. Anyway, my wife used to push a little thing when she was young. That's what they said as my granddad was dying. It's got to be bye-byes now. Yeah. And she, she called him Oliver. So yeah. after, he was, he was actually bye-byes for two weeks, and then he was Oliver. Oh, God. You can't change okay. the name. Once you get a name, you've got to well, settle on the name. 
Well, I couldn't. It was a wife. Okay, I so I'm just going to I'm going to write it down. Just remind me what was what's the make of dog you've got? Norfolk Yorkshire Cross. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, three lanes have been closed just before Junction 21A for the M1 South because of an accident. It's causing delays back from Junction 22 for St Albans. Also in Watford on Stevenson Way, it's looking very busy at the moment at the M1 Junction 5. Looking at the speed sensors in St Albans and Victoria Street is looking quite slow in both directions at the moment. So is Sandbridge Road southbound into St Albans. But it's not looking too bad elsewhere. It's still very generally quiet. And there are no major delays showing up on the, speed se- on the train departure boards. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Where are we now? It's 8.15. It is uh, Friday the 28th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Unions say a violent criminal who absconded from an open prison in Aylesbury should never have been there if he posed a danger to the public. And a prolific burglar from Stevenage is facing six years in jail after failing a rehabilitation programme designed to keep him out of prison. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Come on. Come on. Come on, JVS. Sorry. That's all right. Couldn't get the printer to work. We had the printer man came out to fix it yesterday. Oh, really? The printer man was here yesterday to fix it. I think it was called Mohammed. What's happened here? He, he even got clapped, didn't he? He got a round of applause. He got a patronising round of applause. <laughs> it was a little bit uncomfortable. I didn't clap. I the pa- it was weird. The, 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 you're saying that the printer is not fixed. Is that what you're saying? It is now, yet. Oh, they don't work either. Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, yes. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping... I'm going to have to check through my receipts to make sure we've still got the receipt from Maplin's <clears> for this <throat> stuff, because it really is... Uh... Right. I thought it was Tandy. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, here's the thing. Right? What's that? How do you not lose your rag? with your callers uh who are you talking about now train woman train woman oh for great she had an illegal ticket she'd broken the rules that were laid down in the terms and conditions of the rail pass she didn't have the rail pass with her when she was traveling with those tickets and then she knew there was a problem and she left her kids on the train and she's still demanding at the end of it yesterday was demanding the british rail whatever it's called these days that they apologize and refund her some of the money oh i was in the car i was stuck in traffic the m25 was chock a block stuck in traffic not moving i was getting so angry were you so i thought you were so calm and you had every right to tell her to buck up her ideas <laughs> honestly she wouldn't accept that she'd done anything wrong no. and she left her kids there and now they're in prison. No, they're, no, they're, they're not, not in, prison. in prison. It was oh, I was getting so angry. Were you? I was really getting angry. It was it was annoying me. Quite a number of other people were also getting angry. Were they? Judging by the texts. You had a few texts the, coming uh, in. Yeah, I did. And she was going, and you're going. Look, the best. My my suggestion is keep your head down. This may go away. Uh, she says, "No, I want an apology." I mean, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't use. I didn't use all of the ticket, and I didn't use the return ticket. I'd like some money back. And you're going. I think you should keep your head down. Um, you were in the wrong. <laughs> it was brilliant radio. It was about. I think it was about twenty-five to twelve mm. yesterday. If you go and listen to the iPlayer. Oh, it was it was brilliant radio. You you oh, handled good. it superbly. Well, thanks. No, it was very entertaining. Well done. I would have. You you did um, 
You, when you first came to this radio station, you did my show. Oh, I hated didn't you? it for hated a week. It. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I didn't ever hear any of the consumer no. stuff. What were you like? Did you tell people to jog on? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was trying to impress them and get a job here. I was oh. very, I was very polite, and but I was now like, you wouldn't. <laughs> but da- da- David Preval, when he fills in for you, he can be very brusque yeah. with them. Can he? He can be very brusque. <laughs> what more? Really? Do you, what more do you want? <laughs> Well, I'd, I'd, I'd like, I'd like, um, I'd like it to be working. Well, no, he said. What more do you want? Let's go to the next caller. He's very brusque with is the this callers. This what happens when I'm on yeah. my holidays. Yeah, David Prever gives them short shrift. <laughs> yes, they should call it David Prever short shrift because he I've really. Heard, yeah. I have heard David Prever get get uh, stroppy with people before. It's very he does funny. it in one of the trails. <laughs> There's a trailer for the David Prever show, and he gets stroppy. <laughs> Hang on, here it is. Have a, this, this is David. Pre- this is this is advertising his show. Every Saturday morning from six, David Prever. Are you surprised to hear of people still leaving their dogs in cars in hot weather? No, I'm not really. I think they're uneducated. What so does he do? He's nice. Here we go. Here we go. The back, the small, like a little quarter light window, and I thought I'll see it on the Sweeney. You know, you put your elbows through. That the Sweeney. <laughs> David Prever. Hang on, Kristen. You've got to calm down. I'd have plenty of there. There. Hang on. You've got to calm. That's proper. Well, maybe I'll I'll do a bit of that today then. Oh, shall I? Shall I? Shall I say do. to some of my listeners, just calm down. Would you try it? Just try it, because I just think it's just gonna. You're up there already. You could go up on the roof with this. You can go nuclear with this. This is this could be great for you. So you want me to be mean to people who phoned in to ask for my help? If they don't deserve your help, then yes. Like train lady and light bulb man. Short shrift. No, hang on a minute. Light bulb man, we're dealing with his case. Short shrift. His light bulb would cost six quid. It's even cheaper now. It's a fiver. <laughs> you, his light bulb broke after, see, after 18 months. But you Deal see, with it. No. People have... They've they've come to me for help. I'm not going to turn around unless they really deserve it and say, clear off, you time-wasting scumbag. I'm not going to say that. Because I... Well, you, you do sometimes. Sometimes. There was a woman who kept mentioning the name of the company. I think it was to do with the car problem. And she said it once, and you gave her the, the no names, no company. Yeah. And then she said it like another two times, and you just... <laughs> you just right, right, that's the end of that. <laughs> yeah. Next caller. Well, they, yes, I give people a fair chance. Yeah. But if they take the mickey, yeah. then, you know, that's it. Okay, I, th- I think Train Lady was laughing at you. You think she was laughing at me? Yes. <laughs> She's going to go to another consumer programme and complain about the way you dealt with her oh, consumer problem. Probably. So you're going to get either Watchdog or another programme investigating you. Investigating me for not investigating that train company thoroughly enough. <laughs> I think it's going to happen. I do love the consumer hour. Oh, Honestly, it's I my, know you do. You're one a... of my highlights of, of the week. 11 o'clock. If you don't listen to the rest of the show, which you should, but 11 o'clock till 12, it's just a joy. What is Thank on before you. then? Well, coming up uh, this morning at nine, and I know you're going to have a view on this because you're a dad. Yeah. I'm going to be asking, why do you think more and more children are getting fat? Jamie Oliver has hit out at the junk food adverts that are shown during breaks in family shows like The X Factor and Britain's Got Talent. The celebrity chef has also called for a sugar tax to be introduced on soft drinks to combat the obesity crisis. Well, the food industry has hit back at this idea, saying parents are best placed to make decisions over their children's diet. Mm. Well, I'm interested to get your view on this this morning from Nine. I'm quite sure that There'll be lots of parents listening, with it being the summer holidays. Why do you think 
more and more children are getting fat. Has Jamie Oliver got a point that children are now bombarded with these adverts? And let's face it, these adverts, they, they do go into children's brains, don't oh, yeah, they? Yeah, children yeah, yeah. very oh, often. It's a very powerful thing. They will take notice of the, the messages that are, are given out in these adverts. Is it just really difficult now when children are bombarded with messages about unhealthy, sugary, fatty food to keep your children slim? I don't know. I mean, your children are very slim, aren't they? We tend not to watch the channel. We live in such a lovely world now where we can choose what we watch pretty well and we choose not to watch... uh, We don't watch channels that have got adverts just because we watch, like, Netflix and Amazon and and, and stuff like that and CBeebies. So we don't watch the adverts, but I don't think you... you They can't advertise... Uh, like McDonald's in kids' programmes. During kids' programmes. But now Jamie Oliver wants that to be um, extended to any programmes that are family programmes, like The X Factor. Ultimately, it's the parents' responsibility. And here's the thing. You see a fat kid, look at the mum, fat mum. Really? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It's it's just bad, bad because they will give the kids... But they're only eating what we eat. Well, yeah, no, they're kids. They're supposed to eat smaller portions. But the other day I saw a um, a very fat girl yeah. in Asda yeah. over the road from here and she was helping her mum put the shopping in the back of the car yeah. and she was eating a donut as yeah. she did this yeah. and her mum was slim. And I remember looking and thinking, that's quite remarkable yeah. because you as the mum, you're slim. Surely you must be looking at your daughter and was thinking... Was it definitely the mum? Could have been a nanny? I th- Dunstable nanny, I mean, please. <laughs> I apologise. <laughs> what was I thinking? Fat dad? I no. don't know. There, there are exceptions, of course. I think, mean, I think that's generally the way. But you, you, it, it's. I think it's. I think it's primarily down to the parents. But you see, your children are still young. Yep. What are you going to do when your children go to school mm. and on the way home from school? They stop off at the chicken shop and buy fried chicken and chips every day, and you start they, noticing them getting. A bit they won't chubby. every day. No, because hopefully we will have educated them well enough to uh, realise that make help them realise they don't want to do that. Every but when day. their mates are all doing it, they might do it. Oh, we won't hang around with people like that. I just wonder whether this is complicated, more complicated than you realise, because your children are so young. Well, hang on a minute, you don't even have kids. No, well, I don't. Well, but exactly. But, so but you just you're got ju- clue. But there must be a reason then why all these children, increasing numbers of children, are getting fat. Because the parents feed them badly and they don't educate them about what they should be. So what, it's what all is- the parents' fault. I think I would say primarily the parents' fault. Advertising doesn't help. I wouldn't let my kids watch The X Factor, so that's another thing. Uh, advertising does. I wouldn't. Horrible program. Um, advertising doesn't help. It's it's primarily down to the parents. From nine this morning, I'd like to know whether you agree with that. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Can I call? Yeah, you can. Thanks. Goals, tackles, saves. They're all part of a typical Saturday in Three Counties sport. And tomorrow will be no different. We've got live commentary on Watford's trip to Manchester City. Troy Deeney puts Watford in front! MK Dons hosting Birmingham. It's going to go in from Paul Baker. Luton against Portsmouth. Evan McGee gets the goal. And Stevenage at Dagenham. And Williams next for the first time this season. Hear all the action as it happens with Three Counties Sport. Tomorrow from 2, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, a while ago, we told you about a scheme started in Hertfordshire aimed at making prolific criminals responsible for their actions. The idea is you get busted, you confess to everything else you've ever done uh, that the police don't know about, and you get a suspended sentence and a place on a rehabilitation programme. Well, a burglar from Stevenage has found out what happens if you don't follow through. Six years for the original crime and all the others he blabbed about. David Padgett is from uh, Victim Support and worked in Hertfordshire when the C2 programme was first rolled out. Um... It sounds like a you know quite a good idea, doesn't it, David? This this program. 
Well, uh, yes, indeed. Uh, I, I think uh, as long as uh, the victims uh, of crimes of these types of people can see that justice is being done and we can stop people from maintaining that acquisitive criminal lifestyle, um, then it could be extremely useful, yes. How do victims respond? Are, are victims disappointed that, you know, the person that's mugged their nan or robbed their house doesn't go to prison? Do they see it as, well, a, as an easy option? Um, well, they would see it as an easy option if the police didn't uh, explain exactly what the programme is and how the programme works. So if people aren't aware of that, they could very easily see it as an easy option, which is unfortunate. Some victims are very happy that um, someone who's offended against them can go through a programme like this and stop their criminal lifestyle so, so it won't ever happen to anybody else, at least through that uh, offender, because mm. that's very common. Victims don't want this to happen to somebody else. There are going to be people who will be desperately disappointed that someone hasn't gone to prison, um, but I think they should um, rest fairly comfortably, perhaps, that uh, if they don't successfully complete this programme, they go to prison for all the crimes they've and committed, not necessarily the one they've been caught That's for. the thing. This case in particular is being touted as the, a, 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 it proves that this system fails. I would say, au contraire, it proves it works because we know that, that there are a significant number of people who don't reoffend after going through this programme. And also, this bloke reoffended and he's gone to prison for a long time for everything that he confessed to. So yeah. it does have consequences, doesn't it? Well, uh, absolutely. I mean, the name, it does what it says on the tin. People have the choice, and if they don't follow that through, the consequences, they get put away for everything they've, they've um, admitted to carrying out. So there's an awful lot of victims who, of the many, many, and these could be hundreds and hundreds of offences, can uh, be quite satisfied that this person's been put away for all those offences and not just the one they were caught for. Uh, David, listen, we've got to move on. It's a, it's a very packed show. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate all the good work you do as well. Victim support, um, uh, you know, they obviously offer some excellent support and do some brilliant work. It's David Paget from Victim Support. 03459 455555 is the telephone number. Let's get the Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M25 anti-clockwise because three lanes have been closed just before Junction 21A for the M1 South and that's causing queues back from Junction 22 for St Albans. And looking at St Albans itself, it's quite slow through the roadworks um, between the London, uh, at the London Coney roundabout and also looking quite busy on Victoria Street in both directions. Elsewhere on the uh, speed sensors, it's not looking too bad in High Wycombe on the A40 but there's roadworks at West Wycombe Hill so do expect some queues there later. And the A41 Gatehouse Road in Aylesbury is looking a little bit slow where the roadworks are at Gatehouse Way. On the train departure boards there are no delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past eight. I'm Tony Fisher. The headlines. A violent criminal who absconded from an open prison in Aylesbury should never have been there if he posed a danger to the public, according to unions. John Rooney, who's less than halfway through a 27-year jail sentence for kidnap and robbery, walked out of HMP Springhill on Monday. A 12-year-old girl who was born in Luton was forced to kneel in scalding water by her foster mother after soiling herself. A family court judge has concluded her foster parents in Lancashire were responsible for emotional abuse and neglect. 
A burglar from Stevenage is facing six years in prison after failing to complete a drug rehabilitation course. Daniel Miller was a participant of the Choices and Consequences programme designed to avoid prison in favour of treatment for their addictions. The weather dry this morning with some long sunny spells, however the odd light shower possible during the afternoon. Top temperature 21 degrees Celsius. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford coach Kike Flores is hoping to make more signings ahead of Tuesday's transfer deadline. The Hornets are at Manchester City tomorrow in the Premier League. Watford must submit a final squad of 25 next week with a limit of 17 overseas players and Flores also needs unwanted players to leave. We have a lot of players. Players have to come. We need to to incorporate a couple of players. We need to take out players, uh, other players in the, in the middle. They don't know if they are going to keep or they go to, uh, to go out. So it's not a comfortable situation. MK Dons play Birmingham City at Stadium MK tomorrow in the Championship. Midfielder Stephen Gleeson, who made 174 appearances for the Dons between 2009 and 14, will return to Milton Keynes. Manager Carl Robinson think, thinks the Dons fans will give the Irishman a warm reception. I had a real belief that he could play at a higher level. He turned down opportunities so many times to stay and play for this football club and I really hope the fans give him the respect that he deserves. I think when he scored a goal from 25 yards in a top corner of an FA Cup game against AFC Wimbledon, I don't think there's many times you can come back here and won't receive a round of applause. Luton Town manager John Still says he won't be afraid to leave skipper Steve McNulty on the subs bench again for tomorrow's League Two clash with Portsmouth. McNulty was on the bench for the League Cup defeat to Stoke and his manager says he may have to settle for that again tomorrow. Also in League Two tomorrow, Stevenage are at Dagenham and Wickham travel to Crawley. Those are your headlines. Next full bulletin is at nine. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman such a star I've never spent much time in school But I taught ladies plenty It's true I hire my body out for pay Hey, hey I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's Blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up in the hay It's only hay an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine Cause I'm the unknown stuntman that makes Eastwood look so fine Let's let you go Tony, I'm doing a radio show mate Thanks for the chat <laughs> Oh it's funny having Tony Fisher doing the news It's um... It's him trying to be all proper. Oh three four five nine four double five. Oh, Daniel. Oh, hang on. Where are we going? Fader. Good morning, Ian in Warwick. Good morning, Ian. Good morning. 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 Good morning
I'm not in Warwick. I'm in St Albans. For crying out loud, Catherine. What are you saying you're in Warwick for? It says on your it's tag that I've been... That's a new computer game. You've got have, you ever, have you ever been to Warwick? I have. I live in Warwick, but I'm not there at the moment. So Ian, oh, Ian, Ian from, from Warwick. Warwick. OK, I'll change that. Right, so what's it like in Warwick this morning, Ian? It was lovely this morning. It was dark, though, when I got up. Okay. Like, um, just like you, we get really early, me and you. I flip. Right, these morning, honestly, these mornings, after having two weeks off and experiencing what I like to call normal ality, uh, yeah, the mornings, I flip, I hate these. And it's getting dark in the mornings. It is. It's not, not light until six o'clock now. And it's it's really cold and it's dark and my alarm didn't go off and I just shoot me now. It's awful. Anyway, what are you called in for? The important business is, why aren't you playing The Littlest Hobo anymore? I don't like that new one. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. The Littlest Hobo is history, man. He's gone. He's gone off to another town. We we sacked that off, uh, I sacked The Littlest Hobo off ages ago. Oh, I must have been on holiday. It's The Fall no, Guy. Like Do you not like one. The Fall Guy? No, I, I remember Mom, watching it. Mum, can no. I have a Fall Guy bath? No, you cannot. No, I prefer, I prefer the, the Littlest Hobo one. It's more, it's more catchy and it's more upbeat and what have you. That one's depressing. It's not depressing. He's, the, he's a stump man. He's singing about... He listen to the lyrics. He, it's poetry. It's, it's modern-day poetry. He's singing about being a stump man and that yeah, how he's, he's, he, yeah, he fills he's in for Clint Eastwood. He's a tall building. That's depressing. No, but he's, he's landed into a big pile of cardboard boxes. It's for a movie. That's exciting. He's not, no, it's not, 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 he's not talking about committing suicide multiple times. Well, yeah. No, I, I, you can't convince me, I'm afraid. I, I think we should have a bit of a campaign to bring the other one back. Why don't you start I'll up a Facebook NBA group? Here's an idea. Start up a Facebook group and I'll block you. <laughs> sound like a plan? <laughs> Does it sound like a good no, plan? Like a plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Ian, anything else? Um, no, I think that's about it. Ta-ta. Daniel Samuel. Morning. Good morning, Dan. We yeah. sent you out a little over two hours ago. Yeah. And you're just coming in with the package now. What happened, mate? Well, came in, I think, about seven. Yeah. Said I was ready for you. Yeah. You've just been leaving me out here in the cold. Oh, so it's my pizza. fault. It's my fault that you've not you've not been on I'm, the I'm air. Not, I'm it? not pointing the finger. I'm just saying, just stating things. Okay, but you're but you're sta- you're stating it's my fault. So whether a finger is is raised or not, you, there is an accusatory tone to to you. No, never. I would never accuse anyone of anything. What? Even if they committed a crime against you? Well, you didn't commit a crime against me. So supposing that's okay. someone um, murdered. No. So supposing someone killed okay. your dog. Right. I don't have a dog. Well, did it get murdered? No, because I don't have. I never had a dog. Okay, I had so sea you monkeys. know you. N- Someone killed them, though. My and you, do you know them. who killed the sea monkeys? Yeah, my sister. Right, well, you've just accused her on live radio, mate. That's libelous. But she did kill my sea well, monkeys. No, but you're, again, you, this, is, this is the thing. This is why the BBC needs a seven-second delay. You've just libelled someone. I don't know about the sea monkeys. I don't know about your sister. I don't know exactly what happened. And you've come on air and you've said that um, you know, your sister is a murderer. She thought it was a snow globe, so she shook them and they died. Okay. Well, this is, I mean, again, this is, this is. I don't know what the rules are, Catherine. We've broken so many off The rules are broken, that's you, what they you've, are. You've committed libel. It's not libel, it's slander. It's libel. Go and read up on it, you plum. I didn't say it was slander. I was, no, but the, 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 um, the, the pendants, pendants. The pendants and the tenants who are going to oh, okay. be... Te- it's slander, it's not... It's libel! What do you want, Daniel? Getting on my just, nerves today. To package. Poor. How old is your sister? Oh, in her 30s. I think she's nearly... Th- She's nearly 40. Wow, big age gap. 
Anyway, yeah, yeah. that's irrelevant. Why are you even telling me about this well, poor asked. woman who you you've asked. tainted with the finger of accusation? Because you started bringing up my dead dog, which I don't have. Exactly. And you're saying that she... she I've never dug up a dead dog, ever. That was well, a fox. Oh. What did you go to the street for? You were we saying only send Paul you McCartney's out to, lost it. We only it. send you out to get yeah, you yeah. out of the studio. Yeah, I know. But you were saying Paul McCartney, he's lost it. Yeah. Which other celebrities have lost it? So I took it to the streets of Dunstable to find out. And then you say, and this is what happened. Yep. And this is what happened. Yeah. What celebrities have lost it? I don't know. Paul McCartney? I don't know who they The Beatles? I know who they are. Could you name the Beatles if I... No. Okay, George Harrison. Nope. John Lennon? He's saying to him, isn't he? What celebrities have lost it? I don't know. Nobody knows. All right, mate. So what celebrities do you think have lost it? Sally? What celebrities have lost it? Last year. Lost it? Last year. Last year. Yeah. Okay. okay. Everything's good. Everything's good. So... What about Paul McCartney? Yeah. So I was working. Everything's good for UK. Yeah. But sometimes some people say Mickey in the... I don't know the reason why. Everything is good, yeah. Everything is good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the celebrities? It's, it's normal. Which celebrities have lost it? What do you mean celebrities? I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? I don't which, which celebrities have lost it? Lost what? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? What celebrities have lost it? Celebrities? Well, anybody, isn't it? I don't know what you mean. I don't understand what you mean. What celebrities do you mean? Paul McCartney? Oh yeah, Paul McCartney's one, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, one what, has he lost it? No, I don't, I don't... Oh, he did when he lost his wife, didn't he? No, he might have done then, I don't know. Do, yeah. do you have any favourite celebrities? I, I, one person I do like is Cliff Richard. Mm. Yeah, he's my favourite. He always will be. What do you like about Cliff? Yeah, I just like him. I think he's nice looking. And so I just thought about the bloke, yeah. There is, uh, well, gosh, I was hovering over the fader there. I mean, uh, okay, uh, hello? Yeah, yeah, she just loves Cliff Richard. Okay, now, um, the, um, um, how could that man not, how could that man not know who was in The Beatles? That's just ridiculous. He did think that John Lennon, he did say that John Lennon might have had something to do with them. He had something to do with them. Oh, well. Mm. Um, So, um, Daniel... Yeah, what's up? On a Friday, Justin would normally bring us something from the clown. Right, um, I don't drive. Oh, you want me to walk to the clown? Yes, please. It's not that far, actually. Yeah. Well, it might take 20 minutes. but Fine, we finish at nine. Perfect. OK. Looking forward to um, uh, an Egg McMuffin. Or thence about. So we've got any Texas? Yeah, we've got loads. Go on then, let's have some Texas. This is from Brummy Pamela, who's actually Irish. Yes. Get yourself a beagle and they're great dogs. No, I just Googled them, they look ridiculous. They're also very thick. You can't say that about the Irish. No, <laughs> beagles. Oh, she watch says, out, beagles, beagles about. about. That's what we sing. Watch beagles out, beagles about. about. Yeah, you better watch out, cause beagles, beagles about. That's what we sing every time he came in the room. Imagine how annoying that would be after two days. Anyway, Bromie Pamela. Yeah, Fifteen years of that. Bromie Pam, not at your house. We your record with animals. Oh, that that's libelous. Uh, no. First line of defence. That's true. First line of defence. That's all. Bromie Pamela, who's Irish, continues. Our beagle stands the best dog in the world. And when she's there's Irish. no more, we shall get another beagle. She's Irish. As long as you put the effort in and the exercise and train them lot, you'll have a splendid addition wow. to your family. Hi, Hi, I train dogs, says Christine, and agree that any no, terrier no, breed is not best no, to have with kids. No. I've done, listen, none of you know anything about dogs. 
I've researched it uh, thoroughly, and a West Highland Terrier is spot on. Honestly, I've researched it. Oh, you saw me on the computer yesterday, didn't it? Yeah, you Googled it <laughs> thoroughly. I, I, I Googled it. What, you, and, uh, they, they are cute, though, aren't they? They are cute. cute. It is the, the best dog. It's the dog we're going to get. I just need to find someone who will sell me a bitch. That's well, all. Andrew's trying to sell you the idea of a gold, golden doodle. Do you fancy one of those? Well, let me have a look at a golden doodle. I don't like... I don't like... The thing is, you get all these crossbreeds, um, and... Um, they're, they're genetically... Oh, no, gen, uh, oh. They're better than a pedigree, I'm afraid. Pedigrees are all inbred. It is nice. So she's got a golden doodle. Bella, I got her when my daughter was four. Yeah. She's a retriever poodle cross and is the best thing that happened to my family. She is big, but you can get miniatures as well. Get well, a golden. I don't want a big one. I want a small you dog. You get a miniature one. She said, yeah, I can bring her to meet you on the 7th. Of what? Is that? I don't know. Just pick a 7th. The 7th? Mm. Is that a threat? Yeah. Okay. A few uh, friends, my friend's mum had says Barb had a Westie. She was adorable, never any trouble. Always said it's the only small dog I'd ever had, but I'm too old to have one. Oh, it's a shame, Barb. Oh, I mean, she she'll die before the dog does. She must be like forty-two. Helen's on the uh, Helen's on the line. Morning, Helen. Morning. What have you got for us? Um, why don't you go to a rescue centre and get a dog? We've got I... hours for a rescue centre, which is lovely. I know the ethical thing to do is to go to a rescue centre, and that's where I got my cat from, So I, and my rabbit was rescued, so I, I have history. But I don't want to take the risk. I've got, I've got young kids. I don't want to take the risk, Helen. But they vet the dogs for you. Yeah, they make but... Sure that you take one that's yeah. Someone said this to me yesterday online. They said, go to the thing, and if you don't get on with the dog, you can take it back. Well, and I'm not going to take... If I get a dog, I'm going to work with it. And we're gonna... My worry would be, Helen, is you can vet the dogs, but you never know exactly what's happened to it. You just don't know. There is that... Um... We don't know what happens to our... And if I didn't have kids, if I didn't have kids, then that's exactly where I'd go. I wouldn't get I wouldn't get something that was bred, of course. But just with the kids, I want to make... I, and I know you can never be 100% that the dog's not going to have a go, but I want to I want to um, take... I, I want to put as much faith in this dog as possible, and I don't think I'm able to do that with the rescue. All right, I'll let you off then. Does that make me sound... That doesn't make me sound cold, does it? Because I have thought about it. I did consider it. No, that's fine then. Our what? children were older when we got our dogs. Yeah. So. What What did you get? Um, she's a mixture. She's. Um, they told us she was a Jack Russell cross, but she's got a bit of loads of other things oh. in her. She's got the colouring of a corgi. She has got terrier in her. And as, when we take her out and about, people say, oh, has she got this in her or has she got that in her? So she's a bit of a mix. So she, what, what, what were you scoring the old day at Heinz? So Heinz 57. Helen, thank you. I did think about the uh, I did think about the rescue, but I just when you've got young kids, you want to make sure... I've got to go to the travel, mate. Your timing's impeccable. You've just got to make sure that, you know, that it, everything's as, as safe as it can be. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Three lanes are closed on the M25 anti-clockwise because of an accident include involving a lorry, a van and a caravan and it's just before junction 21A for the M1 south. It's causing delays back from junction 22 for St Albans and also it's clockwise, it's looking very slow past junction 21A for the M1 south because of people looking over. In Watford on the northwestern avenue it's very busy at the St Albans Road Dome roundabout too and in London Coney on the North Albert Road it's busy between Shenley Lane and the London Coney roundabout because of all those problems happening on the M25. 
In Stevenage on Liston Way, the temporary traffic lights southbound up between Bridge Road and Primit Road are causing it to be slightly slow, but it's not looking too bad elsewhere. And they're on the train departure boards. The 903 service from Stevenage to Leeds has been cancelled. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. What celebrities have lost it? <laughs> Don't you start smirking. This blooming system is a load of old rubbish. Right, thank you, Sammy. I'm going to phone up Maplins later on today and see, see I maybe out of warranty. I don't know. 8.46, it's Friday the 28th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A violent criminal who absconded from an open prison in Aylesbury is still on the run after escaping on Monday. And an anti-fox hunting campaigner who won her battle to get a stall at the Bucks County show yesterday says she plans to go back next year. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. We've got lots of sunshine around today. It's going to be the nicer day of the bank holiday weekend. I know it's not technically in the bank holiday weekend, but, um, but you know, pretty nice day anyway. Top temperatures up to around 20, 21 degrees Celsius, 70 in Fahrenheit. We've got a fairly light southwesterly breeze too. We may well catch one or two showers a bit later on through the afternoon. Certainly a possibility, but I think most places are going to stay dry. Any showers that we do get will fade away this evening and overnight tonight it's looking dry lows of around 12 or 13 degrees for saturday we'll start off on a bright and a sunny note sunny spells through the morning but it will cloud over into the afternoon turning into a rather cloudy day but it should stay dry until perhaps uh, we get into the uh, into the early part of the evening then we may well see some outbreaks of rain spread in from the south um, so uh, do cater for possibly a wet end of the day on saturday some of that rain could possibly turn heavy on saturday night into sunday sunday is looking like a rather wet day. Cloudy with outbreaks of rain on and off through the day and some of that rain could turn out to be quite heavy. Uh, Monday I think we'll see um, a cloudy start and then gradually things are going to brighten up. There will be some sunshine around on Monday. Also the risk of one or two showers and a rather cool northerly breeze. That's the forecast. Every Saturday morning from six, David Priva. Are you surprised to hear of people still leaving their dogs in cars in hot weather? No, I'm not really. I think they're uneducated. What did you do? Broke the window at the back, the small, like a little quarter light window. And I thought, oh, I'll leave it on the Sweeney. You know, you put your elbow through. That the Sweeney? Well, <laughs> David Prever. Hang on. Kristen, you've got to calm down. I'd have plenty of water with me and the sun hat on and everything. It's Prince Philip who uh, was a little bit uh, agitated in the heat yesterday. He dropped the RAF word, I think, is the phrase. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, your weekend diary is looking empty and you're thinking, what shall I do? Let me fill it up for you. David Priva, every Saturday morning from six on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm trying to make this show more intelligent and I've told you why you should have all voted for... Um, is, it, is it Liz Kendall? Yes. Right, we Liz went, the Winker. We, hey, <laughs> we went through this morning, and I hadn't realised that we'd missed the election. If you're going to vote for Labour, who you should vote for? It should be... Well, it, it would be if, if you want to be nice to people, Jeremy Corbyn... If um, you're into, you know, that kind of plastic... If you're into Madame Two Swords, then Andy Burnham. That kind of dead, dead-eyed stare. Is there anyone there? You know, is it, oh, it's, it moved. Gosh, this is like Newsnight. Exactly. Mm. And I'm, you know, BBC, you know. Um, Andy Burnham. If you're into, you know, just little kind of fluffy, forgetful things, then the, the other lady. If you're into uh, sexy winkers... There's Kendall. But she pulled out the sexy wink too late. Oh, she, she should have done it before. She should have been... She, every, every time she was asked a question, like when Nikki Campbell was in the other day, she, she just winked. 
There are some men that wink a lot, and I find it after the third one, it's yeah. creepy, isn't it? It's just a twitch. Oh. Twitchy eye. Don't mock a man with a twitchy eye. Kelly's off. What's happened to Kelly? Did, she, did I upset her? Someone turned up at the studio. Don't let them in. If they've got food, don't eat it. Never eat. Never, Angela, eat food uh, provided by a listener. Why not? Well, famously, 1987, uh, talk radio host Mike Mendoza was fed a cream cake that was plied with LSD. He ate it half an hour before he went on air. Yes. It's it's the it, he lasted fair play he lasted two and a half hours of a four hour show. Yeah. Uh, by the end of it he was drooling and talking about the oh, colours, no. man. I'll dig <laughs> I'll dig the tape out and play it. I think you better steer clear of it then. Although if I bought you some of my homemade jam, that would be quite safe. So. I c- well, you say you say it's safe, Angela. Oh. I don't know if next to your your um, jam cooker you've not got a crystal meth cooker going. No, I haven't. You sure? Yeah, positive. Oh, in that case, I'll have some that we love. All right, then. OK, darling. How are your damsons? They're lovely. Yes. They're in the park. I shall pick those in about two weeks' time oh, and I make some li- damson cheese with them. Oh, hang I on. Victoria I, Plum jam I, yesterday. I do, like, I do like the damson jam. Victoria, da- damson cheese? How does that yes. work? It's a, like a Victorian recipe, and you make it in a jar where you can get it out whole. Yeah. So you can like slide it out, and then you slice it up, and you have it with cold meats oh. at Christmas and things. Oh, and Angela! Cranberry, you might have, you know, cranberry sauce. Okay. You might have damson and cheese. Two questions. On Two Day. questions for you, Angela. Yes. Are you married? Yes. Okay. Three questions. Yeah. Um, how how solid is that marriage? Would you say? Twenty three years. So it's 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 time to waver. Do you know a good divorce lawyer that we could both use? Because Angela, you, I'm not letting you go. I'm not oh. letting someone like you go. That sounds amazing. Well, I've got a little business. I make jams, oh. and I pick most of it from the wild so that I know the history of everything that's in it. When when um, Jonathan's about fat kids, right? And I think you, I do think the majority. I'm being slightly simplistic, but I think the majority of the responsibility lies with the parents. We were lucky yeah. enough to. Um, we've got family that live uh, live in Greece, and the boys yeah. go go to Greece every year for a couple of weeks, and I go and join yeah. them. And we went to Zakynthos, one of the islands. And we walked up this hill, right? And this hill was no more than half a mile. Really hot yeah. day, really sunny. At the top of the hill, tiny, tiny little church that my yeah. wife was baptised in. Half oh. a mile. On the half a mile walk, right? Yeah. And the boys had these hats, these cowboy hats, and they filled it up. Well, on the half mile walk, they picked fresh figs, yeah. fresh plums, yeah. fresh lemons. Yeah. Um, oh, what else did they... Uh, um, oh, they, we, stole, we stole a couple of pumpkins from a man's garden. That's by yeah. the by. Fresh yeah. grapes... All of this stuff fresh. They were yeah. just picking it and yeah. putting it in there. Yeah. And, you, and the, the, the choice of stuff within half a mile, what was amazing. And well done, it's you. It's the same in this country, and if you know where to go. No one knows where. We're always picking blackberries and, 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 and uh, raspberries and, and things like that. Where yeah. do you get your damsons out then? In the park opposite oh, where I live. It used beautiful. to be the garden of, uh, and that's in the middle of Stevenage. It used to be the garden of a big old house, Highfield House. You and always still a lot of the old trees in there, crab apples and things. In the, my, I came home yesterday from work. My boys were eating apples they picked from the garden. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't I, it? I always used to see this in the 70s. Not scrumping. Yeah. I would never condone stealing, but you can scrump mm. a few apples. But you'd always see people on, on at the weekends in country lanes or in parks next to the blackberry bushes yeah. with, with plastic tubs, just, just filling up the tubs. Yeah. I did yesterday. Oh, and good I for rang, you. I rang you about dogs, but I can tell you a little story there. I've got a border terrier, which yep. I think I 
wonderful family dog. And I'm going to Google it because I never know what these dogs look yeah. like. Border Terrier, all right. She was 15 yesterday. It was yeah. her birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Her since she was two. Oh. And she likes blackberry picking. Oh. So we went, I think she's been a bit brainwashed by me. But yes. We went over to the park yesterday to pick some blackberries and she picks her own as I'm picking mine. Yeah. Did she spit? Did she spit them into the bowl, or did no, she just eat no, them? No, no, she she swallows oh, them. Yeah. they're a little. I've got a border terrier. It looks a little bit. Um... They always look like they're miserable, don't they? <laughs> it does. Look, it does say it looks like Jumpy Grammy, Grumpy yeah. Jamie, Jumpy Grammy. Uh, <laughs> there's a, a spoonerism, if ever there was. Uh, it does look. It does look a little bit grumpy, doesn't it? Yeah, but they're lovely. They are... I, I don't suppose you remember all creatures great and small, do Sadly, you? I do. It, was, it, it meant bath time on a Sunday for me. That's it. Well, he, James Herriot, always had border terriers, and I'd always wanted one. We had all different types of dogs. And when our last two passed away, my friend said, I know a little border terrier that needs rehoming, and oh. she was two, and she's been delightful. Mm, We've had her all these years. I don't, I don't need any more mix. I can't, I've, yeah. I've set West Highland Terrier. I've, I've settled. I've spent I a year looking. Lovely, but they're a little bit stubborn because oh. they're a terrier. They're, all terriers are very strong-willed, but they're, very, they're lovely dogs. That sounds like a challenge. Angela, what? listen, nice to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Dave's on the line. Morning, Dave. Good morning. Uh, oh, it's this. <laughs> it's Dave. I, was, uh, I wouldn't have been quite so quick to uh, to finish with Angela if I knew it was this fella. Yes, well, David. Excuse me. Excuse yes? me. Yes. Yeah, you got a problem? Yes, mate. Well, you know, you might you might have a go insulting um, uh, Matt from Dunstable, but I'm only coming on here to give you an idea of a dog. Thank you, boss. Oh. Why don't you get a pug? Matt, Matt, will you come on again, Matt? Yes. I'll talk, I'll talk you with respect. Just shut it, pal. See, you shut it and all. Just shut it, pal. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yes. Yes. Did we get oh. a word in Edgeware here? I can't get a word at all. I'm talking to myself again. Unga, 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 shanga, unga, unga, unga. I love mushy peas. I like the mushy peas. Yeah? Are you real? He's not up behind that studio. Oh, God. Oh, God, yeah. Who's that? Who's that? Who? Who, you? Him. Yes. Yes. Flipping, eh? Yeah. A guzzler. Pardon? A guzzler. Guzzler, that's him. Just shut it, pal. Yeah. Yeah. What are you beefing on about? Am I talking to me? Oh. Yes. Hero, oh, pray. Come back, Matt. Come back, there we go. That's, that's, um, that's Dave. Uh... And now it gets to such a point, I'm never sure which is the real Dave and which is Robo Dave in those conversations. He's not sure either. <laughs> uh, Who's that? Yeah, exactly. Um, have we got any Texas to finish off yeah, what, has, uh, what has been a, a week? You're not going to like it. Oh. <clears throat> it's lots of suggestions oh, for I dogs. No, I don't want to know about dogs. It's a West Highland Terrier, I've decided. That's what I'm going to get. Oh, what are those horrible t- dogs with teeth doing there? <laughs> It's, it's a They're West, all God's children. It's a West Highland Terrier, and it's and that's it's happening. If I can just persuade someone to L- let you have one, let me have one. Mm. So the dog dog breeders are a funny bunch, aren't they? They're a funny bunch. 
No, I think your children are too young. Wait until the youngest is eight. Jog on. I'm going to be nearly 50 then. Or maybe they're trying to protect you from something that's going to be a millstone. Here's the new thing. Here's the new thing. It's not new. It's been out for a while. Go on. Colouring books for grown-ups. Oh, I know. Stupid. I wouldn't do one. Storm in the bestseller charts. Forget expensive gadgets and futuristic technology. No. All you need to keep up with the latest trend is... So basically, they're colouring in books, but they're really intricate and they're for adults, right? And they are selling millions of these. Millions of these books. They're like number one in the bestseller charts and stuff like that. But colouring it I even as a kid I remember colouring in and thinking mate I am achieving nothing with this and it is dull didn't go over the edge though but still it, it's just pointless isn't it why don't you teach yourself to paint or, or draw or something make your own stuff why, why don't are you, you colouring read in someone else? a book that's got words in travel news for beds cards and bugs BBC Three Counties Radio on the M25, there was an accident earlier between junction 20, at Junction 21A for the M1 South, and that's causing queues back from Junction 22 for St Albans because it's blocking three lanes that's causing those long queues. It's also causing it to be really busy clockwise past Junction 21A for the M1 South at St Albans, and also as an effect of that, it's making it very slow on the North Orbital Road between the Shepney, Shenley Lane and the London Coney Roundabout. On the A41 Northwestern Avenue in Watford, Watford Southbound, it's very slow from the St Albans Road to the Dome Roundabout and looking at the speed sensors in Bedford it's very busy on the A6 Amtel Road northbound approaching the London Road but on the train departure boards there are no major delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties got, Radio. We've got a genuine one uh, now after some of the silly ones from oh, yesterday. Right. Someone's, uh, someone's called in, they've got real beef. Uh, a lorry full of gravy stock is overturned in Houghton Regis. Are you the person that has beef? No, th- th- uh, listeners got actual beef. They're stuck in traffic. A oh lorry God. of, of, of gravy stock is up. Yeah, it's, it's in Houghton Regis. I'll go and check it. Yeah, Houghton Regis. Houghton Regis, a lorry full of gravy stock. What road? I don't know the road, but they've got real beef. <laughs> Ooh, for crying out loud. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS show. I don't think she got it. It's nine o'clock, it's Friday, and on the big phone-in, why do you think more and more children are getting fat? Jamie Oliver has hit out at the junk food adverts that are shown during breaks in family shows like The X Factor and Britain's Got Talent. The celebrity chef has also called for a sugar tax to be introduced on soft drinks to combat the obesity crisis. The food industry has hit back at the idea, saying parents are best placed to make decisions over their children's diet. Well, I want to hear from you this morning. Why do you think think more and more children are getting fat. Pick up the phone, come on and have your say, I'd love to hear from you. Here's my telephone number for your call, it's 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News at 9 o'clock. Here's Tony Fisher. The headlines, violent prisoners still on the run from open prison in Buckinghamshire. Bodies of more than 70 migrants recovered from a lorry. And anti-fox hunting campaigner plans to have another stall at the Bucks County show next year. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
A violent criminal who absconded from an open prison in Aylesbury is still on the run after escaping on Monday. John Rooney, who's less than halfway through a 27-year-old jail sentence for kidnap and robbery, walked out of HMP Springhill on Monday. Police have warned the public not to approach the 47-year-old. Director of the Prison Reform Trust, Juliet Lyon, says on the whole the open prison system works well. It doesn't always work, but it, it works remarkably well most of the time, and that's, I suppose... The best you can say, I mean, last year, according to the prison service, there were 137 abscons. I mean, we're talking out of literally hundreds of thousands of people, um, certainly tens of thousands who go in um, and, and are released. The Austrian government says the bodies of more than 70 migrants have been recovered from a lorry found abandoned near the Hungarian border yesterday. A search is underway for the driver. Bethany Bell reports from Vienna. Austrian police have worked through the night extracting the bodies from the lorry. The number of dead is more than originally feared. Police say when they first opened the lorry yesterday, it was hard to tell where the people were from or whether women and children were among the dead. The Austrian and Hungarian police are working together to try and find the driver. The lorry is understood to have left Budapest on Wednesday morning. Police say it's possible the refugees were already dead when they crossed into Austria. Rescue operations underway off the coast of Libya after two boats carrying about 500 migrants on their way to Europe capsized. Most of those on board are unaccounted for. A prolific burglar from Stevenage is facing six years in jail after failing a rehabilitation programme designed to keep him from going to prison. The Hertfordshire-run Choices and Consequences scheme offers offenders the chance to suspend their sentence in exchange for owning up to all of their crimes and taking part in rehab. Former Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police Peter Nehrud says it does work. What victims want the police and other agencies in this, uh, in this territory to do is to make a credible effort to stop the offender re-offending. If they think you've made a credible effort 